What's up, guys? Welcome to Kind of Funny's Mission Impossible in Review. I'm Tim Geddes. This is Kevin Coelho. And over there, we got Nick Scarpino. Andy Cortez. What? You just I just wanted to drop my, my like the hot drop in, drop it, drop a, a hot beat there. Yeah, I appreciated Put that. Put some chainmail armor and have have you float me around a room. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. That was there. That was, that, that was that was awesome. That was, that was, that was really damn. Yeah. Cool. There's a lot of great moments in this. Absolutely. Movie. Andy Cortez there's a lot of them. Is sick. Uh, he didn't let me know he was sick until, like, right now. He texted. Um, here's what happened. He texted me this morning mm-hmm. and was like, "Hey, man, I'm really sick." And I was like, "Oh, okay. What does that mean? Did you did you take the day off?" If you just take the day off, just let me know and mm-hmm. let Tim know too. And that was the last I ever heard of Andy Cortez. He never texted me. But back. don't worry, we got his vote um, for where this movie falls. We'll get to that at the end of this episode because this is kind of funny's Mission Impossible review. Uh, we rank and review every movie in the Mission Impossible franchise week to week. Um, you can get the show live on Twitch.tv/slash Kind of Funny Games every Tuesday at 11 a.m. or later on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny or Rooster Teeth. Dot com as a video or later you can get it as audio on podcast services whatever podcast service you like to listen to whether it's soundcloud spotify or beyond pod that's the thing that you, that's you kids out there do beyond um pod. beyond pod yeah. beyond pocket cast there's a bunch of dumb we're everywhere you want to be we'll come into your living room and do this live for you apple podcast makes we're good there enough pie. Yeah, exactly just search for kind of funny <laughs> reviews and we'll be there We'll be there. Um, shout out to Patreon producer David Mintel for help, helping making this show Mind all freak. happen. Yeah, the Mind Freak, David Mind Mintel. Freak. Exactly. So, yeah, we're just going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, the fourth movie in the storied franchise of Mission Impossible, uh, released on December 16th, 2011, yeah. which, my God, we, let's just take a little step back here and think about this, right? The first Mission Impossible 90s. Yeah. Then there was a six, right? Something like that. Yeah. yeah. 96. Pretty big gap to 2001. Yeah. They were like, do we, wanna, do we really want to do this movie? And then they were like, well, we got John Woo. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Let's, let's go. go. <laughs> then it took another five years yeah. to get to 2006. Did for, they take their time? For uh, uh, number three with J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. This another five years yeah. to get mm-hmm. to yeah. 2011. Well, I, I found that kind of They're ramping them up now, though, because I feel like between the gap between. Four and, uh, and five and five and six is, is lessening. It's lessening, and then, but uh, it's still not as like tight. Well, he, you know what happened was he was like, you know, I really want to be this Jack Reacher guy. And they did the first one. Everyone's like, okay, you're starting yeah, something. It's not bad. Then they did the second one. And they're like, Mm-mm. did TNT produce this? Like, was this the TBS original movie? Now, Nick, what was, that a, was that a good or bad thing for you? A TNT movie? It was not a good thing. <laughs> now, when if like psych, the Psych movies on TNT, which actually would have been in USA, uh, thank you very much. That would have been fine. Mm-hmm. But that there's a quality level that I appreciate from Psych that I don't want in my Jack Reacher movies. I want them to just be a little. I want them to reach a little bit farther. I get it. Yeah. See what I did no, there? That does make a lot of reach sense. A little farther. But no, it's interesting to me as somebody that hasn't watched these movies before where I'm just kind of waiting for this tipping point and I feel like after watching this movie we're just kind of just keep tipping and re- reverting right back <laughs> like I, I wonder if at some point it's going to change and again as always no spoilers going forward for yeah. these movies but I thought last week with three was going to be like a, okay here we go and this is kind of like no <laughs> we're doing it again <laughs> there was the, the, like this one I, I, I think is the one I've seen least um, and it w- there was a lot going on in here, and we were talking earlier. I'm like, there's a lot of great scenes in this movie, and there's a l- but there's a lot of them, and that was my that's my only criticism with this film is I'm like, you're giving me a lot of semi fun stuff to watch, but after a certain point, I'm like, I don't really need we don't need this scene. We could just we could just cut straight to the 
to the end of this movie and we're, mm-hmm. we're good to go. Like, we're, they're in that fucking Dubai place for a long time. Look, and it was cool. It's all cool. I feel like the Dubai one was cool. I, but then we, the, the, well, then we go in to the India. millionaire in India and yeah. I'm like, this scene is so long. Why are we still in it? And then we get the cool part with, with, with uh, Jeremy Renner. I was like, that's cool. And then we go back to Paula, Paula Poundstone. What's her name? Paula Patton. And she's... I'm like, oh, Poundstone. Poundstone. Sorry, I always get her. I, the names are PP and PP. Yeah. So I'm just going to call her PP from now on. Okay, okay? I appreciate no, that. You're not going to do that. I'm I know you're, you're going to forget that. I'm PP. sure. No, okay. it's, it's in my notes. Oh, great. It's okay, good, good, good. It's a joke that I wrote last night. <laughs> yeah, um, these, and, but, but this one, I think, is even more so like we're bordering on such genericisms that it really just becomes about like you just have to just turn your brain off and go. We're just gonna. It's just about the stupid little plot points or, like, I, or stupid little action moments. I don't there. appreciate that. Like here, here's the thing. I, I know that a lot of people are gonna be really mad at me for saying this and are gonna like be like, oh, Tim's a fan, Fast and Furious fanboy. Like oh, whatever. These movies are so much better. That's cool. You're entitled to your opinion. My problem thus far with this franchise is I keep waiting for it to get going. Yeah. And it feels like it's kind of stuck in its ways a little bit. And my issue with that is it's it hasn't solved two of the key problems I have with the franchise, which is it's very unclear what's going on most of the time. Mm-hmm. And it's very tell not show constantly for what they're doing. And it's not that it's exposition. It's kind of just like, here's this mission and here's exactly how we're going to do it. And then we're going to show you exactly how we said we're going to do it. And I, it becomes a little predictable in a way where I'm like, I'm totally okay turning my mind off and being like, there's this thing they need to get and yeah. here's how they're going to do it. Yeah. Who gives a shit? But this movie gives a shit too much. Like this movie. This one like, did. And th- this is why I think this might be one of my, my, my least favorite of the franchises. Only because... The bad guy is just totally generic, and the MacGuffin is it just nukes. It were it's just nukes, and and we're just it's just like I I really what I really liked about three is that they brought in a different dimension with Philip Seymour Hoffman. I actually cared about whether or not he was going to be able to best this guy that was actually kind of a well rounded villain, right? Like he was actually smart. He he outsmarted Ethan at every turn. He was brutal. He had a fucking he was like kind of psychotic, but in a genius like really like three dimensional way. And this guy's like. What's his name? Who is he? The first time we see him, he's just kind of there, and you're Dude, like, I you are a generic ass villain guy. Too. I, feel oh, like, I love Philip Seymour. I, I, I feel I like, but I feel like you like the actor. Like I feel like it's one no, of those I things where he, like he I think is he was awesome. able to find more meat in that role because he's, he's such he's a good fun, actor. And he's yeah. good on camera, but it's like I, I, I just feel like the villains so far are all replaceable. The like the the team. What's going on? All of these feel replaceable with the exception of dope action scenes. Like, this movie kills in that regard. That's all it is, though. Constantly. But it's not. It's not. I wish it was. But it's not. It is two hours and 30 minutes of dope action. And there's another, it's two and a half hours and another two hours of people talking. And it never feels like there's consequence to what they're saying. And my biggest problem with it is I don't care about the characters. Now, that's starting to change. Simon Pegg. Fucking give him every damn scene. He is amazing, and him and Ethan together are so great. But it's like, then you add Jeremy Renner, and then all of a sudden it's just two characters doing the exact same thing of looking at each other, like, constantly. And I just... This something I love about Fast and Furious is in the in-between scenes, they know they don't fucking matter. There's a MacGuffin, there's nukes, whatever, but then there's Ludacris and Tyrese going back right. and forth. And it's like we care about the jokes, we care about their like the characters and their dialogue. Whether or not it matters doesn't matter because it's fun. These movies are not fun at all. What? I think we're watching two completely different movies here. Like <laughs> oh, this, uh, th- this was the first one where I actually cared about the team dynamic because Jeremy Renner I is agree. Jeremy Renner is fun, and it's fun to see him kind of in like a more like whoa, we're actually doing this kind of situation. And Tom Cruise feels like yeah, like I, I love the line where he's like, "What was your thought process yeah. there?" Like, <laughs> so just flared, no like, why would they? Why would that work? And he's like, "I don't know, man." And you're talking <laughs> yeah. about like the tropes of the action, like they went against that at one point in this movie, where like they're. they're, they're 
they're setting up the masks and like they're doing this plan. And it all just and, goes and to shit. And it all goes, goes to, to shit. shit. Yeah. And that's like where it became fun. This was the first movie where it was like, holy shit, this kind of like went against like like the series made like a kind of rhythm and then this one kind of went against the rhythm a little bit. I'm, see, I'm Barrett. I'm 100% with what you're saying. Mm. Totally. Mm. Okay. It, everything you just said, because when it comes to the, I finally cared about the team, that's mm. true. Mm. And like it subverting the action and stuff. But I just feel like we needed this earlier in the franchise because now I'm just kind of like, now I, it's predictable that they're going to go against it. Well, don't worry. What, 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 my problem is I have no faith in them keeping this team. Okay. And like I don't know. I don't know that they're going to or not going to. But I'm just saying it's like, that's my problem is like, Okay, you're introducing us to a team that I semi care about, but now where's Luther? I liked Luther, yeah. and now he's not here. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah, that's fair. I, I want kind of a a, a, a fast five moment. A, a, yeah, or like some type of growth of this of See, the feeling. So, well, so I mean, so I don't want to spoil anything for future, but but that 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 goes against kind of the grain of what Mission Impossible is of putting the team together. But you are like having Simon Pegg come back, and then obviously seeing Luther at the end of this one. You're, they're starting to realize that I think. And Let's I just put it that way. Yeah. Let's just put it, at some point, someone's like, you know what people like when there's characters that they remember from the other one that come back. <laughs> they really like that. So, and so I, I think, but you have to also remember, like, this is 2011 where they were like, they're just trying stuff on, Tim. They're still just trying stuff see, on. 2011, <laughs> like that, that's not an excuse anymore because 2011 <laughs> is like is a point where we're like we have seen successful things happen. Where like by 2011, where were we at with Fast? Fast 19. But you see what I'm saying? It's, it's like, yeah, but I mean, I, I, again, I think I don't want to get into criticisms of Fast, but like I, I do think a lot of my criticisms of that have been that they just don't take anything seriously. And it is just about the people going back and forth. And like sometimes that shit just falls flat. Whereas this one, like I liked this movie. I just think there's too much movie. I think they're trying to do too much and they're not focusing enough on any one element. Like I said, if you take any of the action set pieces just by themselves, I'm like, this is a really, these are all really well done Beautiful. and really crafted. Like, 10 out of 10, really. Like, it's, it, this him is how climbing you do the building is fucking awesome. So Even cool, the, the chase man. scene in the storm where he, like, the so little touch good. of him going, like, I can't see him, then realizing that he's got the he goggles. Got the I was like, oh, that's, such a great that's cool. Moment, that was a really yeah. smart, like, way to, to, to get him back into the action and, like, him getting hit by the car. Awesome. All great. It's just after a, 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 a three days in New York, no sleep, you watch this movie, I'm like, I just want this to end. And I want, and I'm enjoying it, but I want, Let's just get to it because I really don't actually give a shit about the nukes. You know, I don't really mm -hmm. care about the guys launching the nukes. Like that doesn't matter. I want to see him. Oh shit, he's fucking diving off cars. And that last, the last scene in this, I was like, I was actually dreading getting to it because I was like, oh, I remember that being so long. It goes by fast and it ends fucking brutally. And I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah. all right. Yeah. I I think that this movie is all about like the MIF like falling apart and it just being like which I feel this like is the core four times it happens now. all the time yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, like, you work for the IMF man you're on a you're a bird on a wire stop working for him you're a bird on a wire it's different in this one where it's like the IMF got disbanded it like no longer exists after this movie or like you know in this movie and I, I feel like this is all about like this is a, the, a team that like they have a mission that they know if they don't stop everything's fucked they get disavowed How, a lot. But I feel like you saying that you can apply to any of these movies. You really could. You really could. So real quick, uh, fact, should you choose to accept them, uh, that kind of like answers some of my criticisms here. According to Tom Cruise, uh, he was happy to hear that they were using a subtitle in the film's heading instead of a number like the prior two films did. Cruise has never been a fan of a number at the end of the film's sequel titles, as he's always considered each film as a standalone feature in the Mission Impossible film franchise. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, if that's your goal, then you're definitely succeeding in that. I just feel like that's cheap and like that doesn't add anything because my problem is watching this movie, we've just been watching these week to week, right? Mm -hmm. Had I just watched 
Ghost Protocol, having not seen the others, my thought process would be like, wow, I'm really missing out on a whole bunch of oh, things yeah. and like story and characters. You think? No, you're not. You're not at all. Well, you, you, you can jump mean, into this and you're not missing a single no, thing. No, you, you would 100% be missing because you'd be like, who the fuck is, why is Michelle Monaghan at the end of this? Who's Julia? What are we talking about? Be, you, explain, you know it from this? Yeah, like, oh, it's his wife. Who cares? Yeah, but I think it's I think it's a lot more emotionally like touching. You've actually seen them. I mean, I think it was I, like that scene at the end where he sees her and she sees him and smiles and waves. I feel it's, like it's touching. They did it's like, such oh, a you bad can't, job. You, you're Ethan. You know who you are. You can't be that anymore. Like Luther was right. Hey, moral of the story: listen to Luther. Listen to Luther. And dude. I also like the part that fucking flips so, off. Luther is <laughs> a godsend. Luther's man. awesome. I feel like that that last bit was such like. It was so poorly done. It was like, I don't understand the dynamics of their, like, are they just over? Yeah. It sounds like they're just over. They're done. But, like, I wish that we had, like, seen that or, no, like, see, what he happened made was us someone's understand. like, you know what's not fun? Yeah. Marriage. Yeah, but That's I, just not exciting or he, fun. Like, I, you know what's more fun? Not marriage. Yeah, so let's just, Seattle. Yeah, let's Nick, just I, I wish we had gotten that moment where he's sitting with Luther telling him about everything and him just be like, yeah, I, you were right. Yeah, but there's yeah. just the way Orange is the New Black, Simon is the New Luther, ladies and gentlemen, as we kick off the plot for this. No, not yet. Not, not yet. yet. Okay, uh, we, did, we didn't do it. <laughs> I got seven pages of notes directed, to get this Directed boy. by Brad Bird. Brad Bird. Uh, it's his live action directorial debut. Uh, you might know him as the director of things like The Incredibles yeah. and Iron Giant yeah. and Ratatouille. Yeah. And Incredibles 2. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff. Um, he was also an animator on a whole bunch of, of movies as well. He animated in a couple of those, and he animated like back in the day on like Fox and the Hound. Really? And, huh. uh, That's cool. The the Black Cauldron, I think it He's was. He's the fucking G. Uh, yeah. Really cool shit. Um, budget of $145 million. Box office of $694.7 million. These movies starting to rack in the cash, baby. Uh, a runtime of a very long two hours and 21 Fox. minutes. <laughs> it, it, it's it's just one of those things where I'm like, and, and again, really only criticism of the movie is shave off 20 minutes of this fucking thing. It is an action it's just, movie, dude. It's just the Indian point, scene, yeah. It, that, that's the one that I'm like, and it sucks because it's one of the best scenes. It's yeah. really fun. It has a really it's cool just, moment. It's too but much. But they could have incorporated that somewhere else. That could have been in the station, you know? It's like, let's put it this way. It's like in, we were in New York. We come back from WrestleMania. We're going to talk about that on the podcast today. And I go... I've got this giant bag of combos because Kevin turned me on to combos and I'm eating these combos and I'm like, I I have combos and I have all these other snacks that we bought. And then I finally start eating a nut butter. I'm like, it's just, it's so good, but it's just too much. And I left it there. I left it in the Airbnb. I, uh, I watched (laughs) this after like having a good night of rest and shit. I like, yeah, it's long, but like my problem was that like Paula wanted to watch something else. Uh, so she was like, is it over yet? And it was just like, no, it's still got I a little was while left. perfectly well rested for yeah. this. And like going in and being like, this is all I got. Yeah. I'm ready for it. This is when it's going to be like awesome. And that's why I'm kind of like, ah. yeah. it's great. Here's the thing. It's like, this movie's fine. Like it's, uh, it's just like all movie, of them yeah. so far. The with action scenes in this movie are phenomenal. They're phenomenal. Yeah. So good. I just want yeah. everything to be tied together a little bit clear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we'll and then there. before we get to the plot, the last fact I have, or two of them actually, is uh, this is the first film to use the 100th anniversary Paramount Pictures logo. Each yeah. movie in the franchise has used a different Paramount logo. Mm. Oh, interesting. And then uh, 25 minutes of this film was shot in IMAX 70 millimeter. Wow. Uh, it's probably the, the I, I'm guessing it's the Dubai stuff. Yes. Yeah. That would have been worth very, it. To very, see that. very cool stuff. Nick, it's time for the plot. The plot. plot should plot, you choose plot, to accept plot, it, ladies plot, and gentlemen? Plot, plot, starts plot, off with the Skydance logo. That's right. Fuck mm-hmm. you, Cruz Wagner. We're not. We're, we're done. We're going Skydance now, ladies and gentlemen. And we go straight into the Bad Robot logo, which I love very much. A shout out to both those things. Great. Nice seeing that. Obviously, uh, JJ Abrams was like, I knocked it out of the park with three. 
And then he got Star Trek, and that's when the first. He was going to do it. Super Eight. Really? Yeah. The first one. Yeah. He decided to do Super Eight instead of Four. That movie was not as good as we all thought it was going to be. Well, good to have Brad Bird come in here because this actually feels like a live action Incredibles movie, which I like very much. Especially with the music. Oh yeah. I'm going to get to that in a second. Ladies and gentlemen, we start off in Budapest at the train station, and guess who it is? Out of all the people they could have cast. Sawyer from Lost. We're going to see him on a rooftop. What's he been up to lately? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Throw me a bone. You could tell like, they were like, uh, JJ's, uh, someone was like this, hey man, JJ's not directing this one. And Sawyer from Lost is like, shit, can I still be in it? And they're like, well, <laughs> all right, why not? Uh, and he's, he's all over the place and he jumps off a roof and somehow an inflatable thing comes right out of his ass. Another, I, don't know, I don't know how that works. See, that was such a cool yeah, moment. I loved that. He, he, he like, threw it down, right? He threw it down before did he, he threw it down. Yeah, oh, I missed it. I just, I thought, thought, it like a I just thought it was like a reverse parachute. Oh, I, I, I could have sworn I saw him like kind of throw something down before he jumped off. Mm. I could be wrong. I, though. Either way, he, he jumps off, starts shooting the dude, Takes falls onto the ass. Walk, gets up, rounds the corner, and he's like, dude, I'm awesome. I just did this yeah. awesome thing. Sees Lee Sudo, and he's like, oh, she's, bam, dead. He's fucking dead. Yeah. He lasted approximately 13 seconds. Must be the quickest death ever in one of these movies right there. Can we get a fax of the Furious? Yeah, okay, you're right. Cool. It was the, done. the quickest death. Uh, comes across, we get a, he gets a text message as he sees her, and then she shoots him, and then we see the phone, and it says, in bold letter, it's her picture, and it just says assassin. <laughs> so, wish he could have gotten that, like, oh, 30 seconds earlier. Like, saved his it life. was... Uh, they, uh, immediately, they, I feel like they fucked this up later, where it's like he had the contact on, right? Yeah. yeah. And doesn't the contact immediately tell you it's a? Why do you need the text message? It's, it is a lot it's, of it was a dumb thing where the contact. It's like gets how the I want to. I want to slack and a text for lunch. Got it. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's the what you need. Contact gets the info, but it sends it over to IMF, and then IMF, I guess, responds mm. instead of putting it in the contact. In the contact. No, because we've seen. The, uh, later, they show the the HUD of the contact, and you see it pop up, and it says what they they are. I think it just didn't. It just came a little too late. Mm -hmm. Here's here's my theory on it. Yeah, maybe it did pop up, mm -hmm. but it also popped up on the phone. Similar when you, you get, get a text message, you get your phone yeah. and your thing. Yeah, just double double redundancy. Yeah, doesn't yeah, yeah. matter. At least you know, just popped in and he went out just hard. He just mm -hmm. went out went hard. Went hard. Uh, uh, and then of course, uh, oh, then we cut over. That's it. He's dead. Boom. We cut over to Moscow, and Ethan has some sort of. Captain America shield-like ability to throw a rock around and have it bounce right back to him, which really I think is cool. pretty cool. It was uh, cool. <laughs> I was like, this is pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Ethan's in prison in Moscow. Uh, and then uh, we see Simon Pegg. He's in the van. And he's like, hey, Ethan, what's going on? And we can't, we can't talk to him yet because Ethan's actually legit in prison. Um, and then we get we cut over and we were introduced to uh, Paula Patton's character, Agent Jane Carter. We'll just call her Agent Carter. That won't be confusing at all. Uh, now uh, and she's in the sewer and Simon Pegg lets everyone out of or starts starts releasing people uh, releasing people from the jail right so we're trying to we get we're not quite sure what's going on here we're like is Ethan in here on purpose is this a mission Simon's there but they don't have communication so we don't know what's going on uh, and people start getting let out of these cages and then uh, the guards are like what the fuck's going on what was uh, the deal with the rock. He was just throwing he the rock. Around. The rock. Just oh. I like that it had a little spot where he put it every day. Well, that, that's that's what threw me off. I'm like, what the fuck? Nah. Like, because nah. like, later we find out story. he is just in prison. Yeah. So it's like, <laughs> I don't know. That just felt like that hole looked a little too perfectly rock hole. Well, I think he was just waiting because we do find out later that like it was all planned. Right. right? So uh, uh, Simon Pegg starts going fucking crazy with all this shit, and he starts playing. That's right, Dean Martin. A lot of people thought yeah, Frank Sinatra would have been great here too, mm -hmm. but Dean Martin. Clearly the right choice, all right? Uh, let's Ethan out of the cell, and Ethan just walks over. You know, he's in like a little. He's he's got the little tank top on, mm -hmm. and he's looking a little jack. Uh, important to note, we're, we got long hair Tom Cruise this time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not short hair Tom Cruise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very important. 
Because whether or not, whatever stunt he's going to do, he needs either the longer hair for the air drag or the aerodynamicism oh, for the fuck. short hair. I didn't think about that. To see how that goes. Those are solid. When he's on points. top of the building. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what it goes. There's a cool little parkour move here where he just like hoists himself over and comes down to the next thing. So I was tight. like, what a great intro. Yeah. That's really yeah, cool. You're just like, all right, this is where we're at with the Ethan hunt. Right. Uh, it goes down and then the door opens to let him out. And he goes, oh, I got to go save my guy. I got I got one more thing to do. Looks up at the camera and he's like, open the door. And they can't talk. I love the scene where he's like, I'm not opening the door. And they can't hear <laughs> each other, but they know what each other's saying on the other side. And he's like, and Tom Cruise just leans against. And, goes, oh, and Simon Pegg's like, oh, you're just going to stay in there? You're just going to stay in there? <laughs> Fine, fuck it. Love it. Opens the door, so lets him good. through. This is Mission Impossible at its best. This is great, yeah. That back and forth is so good. It's and so like good. Simon Pegg's such, he's so perfect for the role. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's phenomenal here. I mean, again, no no disrespect to Luther for starting it all off. They just have a different vibe. Mm-hmm. Luther's like the, Luther's like the constant, like your, your pal, like your friend, your confidant. Simon Pegg's clearly the comic relief in this. And God bless him uh, and good for him for being in this. Uh, then Ethan just starts fucking everyone up. Just casually walks by the security desk and then the first person he sees, he just fucks up. Uh, but he fucks them all up with the gates. With the, with the actual cells, which I thought was cool. So instead of his elbows this time, it was just pumping uh, people with fucking cells, which is awesome. Uh, and he goes and he meets his boy Bogdan. Yo, there was a moment, though, where we were watching this. And when, when he first walked, like when he, he walks back to get his guy, and I was like, oh, he's about to fuck up everyone. Yeah. And like, that's cool. Yeah. It's cool they built a universe where I believe in this guy so much that him versus a hundred people and I'm like, he got it. I mean, shit starts going crazy and Simon Pegg starts releasing all the cells and the riot police come in. At one point, fire rains from the sky. Just <laughs> people just start lighting shit on fire. Uh, but he's got to go get his boy Bogdan. And Bogdan is just just completely useless. Just a fucking idiot <laughs> yeah. that I don't know why you'd bother saving this human being's life. Did, was he just friends with Bogdan and was just like, hey man, when I get out, no, me. he clarifies in one line where he's like, Bogdan's a good guy. and He gave me some information, and because he gave me this information, they're going to kill him. So it's either leave him in there and he dies, or I got to go back and get him. Yeah. So he goes and he grabs, grabs Bogdan, uh, and then <laughs> and then as, as everyone, as he's going, I thought it was cool that they just like, he's like releasing more cells and yeah. making sure people, and then like some giant dude comes out and just looks at him, and you're like, oh, Tom Cruise is going to fuck this guy up, and the guy just walks away. I thought it was a cool little moment. Yeah. Just fun little touches here where it's like, there's a little, little subversion of expectations, which is nice uh, in a good way. Uh, but then they reach, they get down to the, uh, the little the basement, and Bogdan's like, oh, no, we are all going to die because I'm Bogdan. <laughs> and, he's like, and he's like, bro, don't fucking worry because uh, Paula Poundstone downstairs, Pee-Pee's got our fucking our shit on lock, uses a cool sonic device. To like destroy the ceiling, which Fucking I thought was a cool terrifying. effect. Terrifying. Can you just, imagine just being bogged in, waiting yeah. there, and Not just all knowing. of a sudden a blue light just starts glowing, and it's like jump down the hole. It's like I don't know. No, 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 he looks first and almost gets harpooned in the face by the yeah. by the zip line, which I was like, oh, that was really really cool. Uh, then they go down. Uh, let's see where. Hold on, I lost myself here. Uh, Ethan meets Agent Carter, uh, and he's like, uh, "What's going on?" So I was like, I'll tell you on the way. And, he, and then as they go down the hallway, she's like, what's going on with this? Like, it doesn't matter. I'll tell you on the way. Light the fuse. And she goes, yes, yeah. and lights the fuse. And we get the most Brad Bird fucking version of this song we possibly could get, where it sounds like a 60s, like, Dude, I Incredibles it. Dude, version. I and loved it's dope. It. It's it was a little so more mellow. Good. Couple things. First off, I love that they were just like, we're going to just straight up show the whole fuse going. It's like, great Mission mm-hmm. Impossibleism. The music was fantastic. And like, I just love theme songs in movies. I, I wish that we get them more nowadays with the credit sequences. We just don't. So this was fantastic. This but I will say, I so don't far. appreciate their choice of showing what's going to happen the, the entire, entire movie. entire movie. But, and more than that, uh, I don't appreciate them 
showing all the what they call highlights of this movie, which are all the worst CG moments of the movie. So this whole thing is just like the bad CG that we see in this movie but highlighted. That's a throwback to the first movie and the original show that had that. I get it. Yeah, and, and I bad. love it. I think it's so good. Like I, I always get really excited when it starts. I'm glad it's back because we didn't have it for two or three. I don't think we had it three. for three or two. Yeah. Yeah. So we just had it for one. I think. Yeah. Having it back now is, is I enjoy the shit out of it. I always get super excited. Yeah, but one at least showed you things that didn't happen in the movie, and I it was kind of like fucking with you, like with them making out and shit. Mm. This was like, mm. oh, they, they launched the missile. Yeah, but they made out. We just didn't see it. Like they full on fucked. Remember? Yeah, but still. They did. Either way, ladies and gentlemen, we're in a van now, and bogged down, bogged down, still confused. Sergey, what's happening, Sergey? I do not, Sergey. Guess what? He ain't Sergey. <laughs> uh, but guess who's there? Benji. And Benji, congratulations, passed the field exam. Yeah, he did. Which is cool. He's like, yeah. I can be out of the field now, and he's super excited about that. Very, very nervous. We get to see with him later where they're walking up to the Kremlin. Love it. Where he just won't stop talking because he's so nervous. I, I sympathize. I do the same thing when I get nervous. Um, we don't. We're, we're introduced to Agent Carter. Uh, she's running this op, and he's like, and and uh, Ethan's like, you're not running this op. I'm running this fucking op now. Okay. Uh, and they're like, why did you take this guy out? And he's like, for the same reason I just said, which was, he gave me some really important intel, and they know. And if I left him in there, they were gonna kill him. And he's like, Sergey. And then he fucking just shoots, shoots him, in the, him neck, in the fucking throat. Just drinks his throat. And he's like, don't worry, Bogdan, you're gonna be okay. And they have a cool little pass off moment where they where they stop, and the two vans open their doors, and he just cool passes shit. the next one, and they go. Very Mission Impossible esque. Love that very very much. Um. Uh, 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 Paula, pa- Paula Patton is like, this isn't a rescue mission. What's going on? I don't understand. We, we're, and, and, and Tom Cruise is like, nah, they were gonna let my ass uh, rot in jail. But uh, but she's like, we had to come get you out because we lost a file. Uh, Agent Hannaway lost it. Who's the guy from Lost? Uh, it was it was a letter drop. Should have been the simplest mission, but it was, but it's not. And he keeps calling her Bobcat, and we get a flashback of the whole mission. He's like, I'm gonna be fine, Bobcat, uh, Bobcat. Uh, Bobcat and he's like I don't know if you should call her Bobcat man you guys this is a professional working relationship here oh y'all's a fucking y'all fucking y'all fucking the Bobcat I get it um, he was supposed to he was supposed to get uh, the, this letter from this guy with these codes and he fucked up and they killed him uh, and it sucks because it was her first mission and it was her first time and she was also banging him so there's lots of reasons why she's not uh, uh, happy with that but he lost it. Uh, Lee Sudo, the Bond girl, just drops him like a bad fucking habit. Uh, and then uh, Pee Pee comes around the corner and like she's like, no, I can't believe you. you, you that sucks. Uh, and she shows a picture of uh, Lee Sudo to Ethan. And he knows her. He, he knows. Uh, he, he wants to know. Oh, right. Uh, what was in the file? Yes. He's like, what, what, what was so important about this file that you had to cast Sawyer from Lost to get killed in the first five minutes of this movie? Mm-hmm. Uh, Russian nuclear launch code. Classic. If Classic. I had a nickel. Uh, IMF turns out is looking for this dude named Cobalt, who was a bad extremist who's hell bent on launching a nuke no matter what. I will uh, say there's pretty there's something pretty fucking dope about a nuclear extremist. Yeah, like so your sole thing is you just want to fuck the world up. Okay, I like okay. It when we get that little clip uh, of him like in front of. Some Whoever sort of the Congress, power, yeah. the bad yeah, world, yeah, just being like, like nuclear bombs. We need to start using them. The Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. Like, uh, yeah, exactly. But. Why did this guy have all this IMF tech? Which one? The Cobalt. Uh, because he's an ex like CIA. Agent. Was he? No, not a CIA. Excuse me. They they say he has a really weird back history I, where he's a Swedish nuclear physicist, but also worked for the KGB at some point. So he's a Russian agent. Mm. So you feel like he he used to work for. That's yeah. why they have to sneak into the Kremlin to figure out who what his real identity is because no one knows yeah, who he is. Yeah, yeah. Except could have probably just asked uh, Jeremy Renner because he knows exactly who the guy. Actually, they don't know what Cobalt looks like yet. They just know Cobalt's out there, and he's some guy who's a Russian extremist. So we don't know 
We don't so know what he is. We at, just... at this point, they hadn't connected with this guy that was like in in like talks with people. No, being no, no, like, no. Hey, we need to blow everything up. No, we don't know it's him because remember, Ethan sees him and then draws the cool picture on his hand. Got and it. And then yeah. Brian. Uh, Brand figures out who he and is. A, a rude moment with Ethan later when he he's just kind of dick like to Brand the entire like, time. Hey, he's just like, give me a pen, and well, then draws time, a picture. Man. Yeah, we'll get there in a second. Before we do that, of course, we got to stop off, make a call at a payphone, mm-hmm. uh, and he goes over, but it's not a payphone. It's the IMF uh, brief briefing machine, and it's really really cool. And it's like. Uh, uh, let's see. Uh, while he's doing that, they're having a conversation in the van. Let's see. Go to um, the Kremlin. Listen, cool. here, here's the mission. You got to infiltrate the Kremlin itself and find out who this fucking Koval guy is. Uh, uh it, this message will self-destruct in five seconds. And Ethan walks away, and nothing happens. And he's like, "What the fuck?" And he walks back, and he hits the thing, and it, it blows up. And I thought that Pretty was cool. a fun little moment. We have another moment like that later. <laughs> he screams, "Mission accomplished!" <laughs> and <laughs> nothing happens. Love it. Oh, that's a great scene. Yeah. Um. Everyone is lovable, yada, yada, yada. Great, fuck it. We're in Russia right now, right? We're at the Kremlin, uh, and Ethan and Benji go in uh, as Russian soldiers, we're, which I like. We're back to Ethan just looking like the guy now. No more masks. And I'm like, okay, we're not okay. going to use the masks anymore. And I we feel use like the he starts later. looking like him more throughout. Like, but when he takes his hat off, I was just like, okay, I kind of buy it. Him. But then when they're first walking, I'm just like, really? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Uh, Benji really wanted to wear masks, though. It's yeah, important. I, I was like, I, yeah. I would like to wear a mask. He's like, we don't need to wear a fuck. Like, cool your jets, Benji. Cool I know this Benji. is your first time out, but Jesus, Jesus effing Christ. Uh, PP flies a cool balloon drone over, which I thought. And a red balloon? It. Yeah, little red balloons. And, and I was like, oh, God, it, it chapter two is coming out. It's freaking me out a little mm. bit. But then she pops it, and the little thing goes down into the sewer grate, and it's a yeah. transmitter. And then as they uh, approach the security desk, man, they're just hard with this guy right off the mm-hmm. bat. Just Russians don't have a sense don't of humor, fuck around, man. and you got to show power. It's just like being in prison. You just if there's a bigger Russian than you, you fuck him up. <laughs> Russia, just like being in prison. You guys, just like being in prison. The whole country of Russia is just like being in prison, uh, and they're just talking shit to this guy. But of course, we get the the thing where it's like the the files uploading, it's uploading, it's uploading, and then finally the guy their their pictures pop up. You figure they might they should have been in the thing to begin with because he is this Russian general, but it doesn't matter. Also, why didn't they just put the balloon out there twenty minutes earlier? You know. So they didn't have this issue. Listen, but whatever. Kevin, they whatever. just got it there. Was they're cool. ju- they're it was just, a great moment. We, we had Simon Pegg being baby. all they're top They're in Russia, afterwards. so they're Russian. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. <laughs> uh, they get through, and they walk through the world's biggest ballroom. And I was like, oh, this is a big ballroom. Surely big this is going to be a set piece later. No. No. Just a really cool big ballroom <laughs> that apparently was in the Kremlin. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, and as they enter the hallway, as they walk through this, we get a really cool version of the theme that sounds like a 70s porno flick. And you know I like all of that. Uh, and then we get, then they go. So what the, the whole point of this mission is they got to break into the secure archive room to figure out who Cobalt is. Mm-hmm. Well, who is he really? We think he's a Russian guy. But we don't really know who he is. We got to figure out who this guy is so we can start tracking his ass down. Because having an extremist out there that just wants to launch a nuke, probably not a great thing for everyone's general being. Uh, then they get to this cool hallway. And let me tell you, somebody real Real 80s watched the movie FX starring Brian Brown and Brian Dennehy because they stole this fucking shit right from that movie. And I love it. I've never seen that. This was fucking awesome. It's cool. And it's so cool. Really well done. It's a rare moment. It's surprising you just said that this is from something else because I did not know that. It's absolutely not. It's just that's that was for the one person out there that knows what I'm talking. There's one point in this movie in FX in the 80s where he puts up a uh, just a mirror and Uh like stands there and like dances in front of it and someone shoots the mirror, but he shoots the guy behind it by accident. It's one of the bad guys. Great scene in FX. What I loved about this though, in one of the rare moments in Mission Impossible uh, so far, because usually we see the thing where it's like they're using tech that I'm like, how the fuck like people watching this movie now it's funny that they think this is cool because now we're just like oh like with the 
um, in Mission Impossible 1 where they're talking about like the laptops trying to find where people are. It's like, yeah. this is so basic that anyone now would understand. This was cool because I'm like, they're using augmented reality in a way that like even now is kind of nifty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. like, what I like about it is they were like, uh, they could have just let it be with just a camera doing the hallway. But it, there were, but someone was like, it'd be even cooler if it had to track your eyes and figure out where your perspective was. Cause there so would be, cool. There would be a different perspective if you sat down and there'd be parallax and all that stuff. So it's really, really cool they do that. And it also gives them the best fucking joke of the whole thing. Of it just jumping between <laughs> people. No, no, not that. It's the part where Benji Simon, yeah, Simon yeah. Pegg's looking at it and it's the whole hallway is just his head his like space. fucking Zordon. <laughs> it's so great. cool, man. He's like, get out. This whole scene was great. Great. And also another thing that I really love stylistically about this movie that they, these movies that they kept is the use of silence. There's no sound in this. Yeah. There's even a part where Benji kind of whispers to him. He's like, hey, I'm sorry to hear about Julia and all that stuff. And I had to turn it up because it was so silent. And I like that. I like that you could hear the movement of their clothing as they're setting everything up. And like just very, very – it adds to the suspense. Definitely. Of course, they and it adds this, to the score. Because then when the score pops in, you're like, shit's about to go it's fucking cool. down. Uh, Benji, of course, uses the little clicker thing that I think we should get for Kevin. And just fuck with Kevin constantly. A little too much – like – You'd think that this guy, after hearing things, would just say fuck it at some point, right? Or sound the alarm that there's a giant the frog two. about to kill them all. One of the two things, right? It's like it's weird that he kept getting up to look. It's like, you already looked in there, bro. Like, stop. <laughs> but I like it because that, that allows them to set it up, and, and it's cool. And then the thing finishes rendering. like So I guess it, it finishes doing what it needs to do. But they get to the archive room, and that's all good. Uh, Benji sticks back. Tom Cruise goes in there. Goes, starts searching through all these cool old-school reels, uh, and finds... The one for Cobalt looks it up. It's empty. It's been. It's empty. They got duped. Oh shit! Then he hears. Then we get a scene with Cobalt. And again, this is where the movie I feel like kind of could have been a little bit better. Is that we just see Cobalt, and he's strangling a dude. And you're like, who's that fucking guy? Yeah. We don't really know who he is at this weird. point. Like maybe we've seen him before. I don't think so. I think this is the first time we're actually seeing him in the movie. He's strangling a dude, but of course he knows the IMF team is in there, and he comes over the radio and he goes. Uh, team leader, hey team leader, I'm ready for your signal whenever the bomb is ready to detonate. I'll detonate on your command. And Tom Cruise is like, what the fuck? We didn't put a bomb in here. And then he realizes they've been duped. This whole thing was a setup. They gotta get the fuck out. <laughs> and then the second security guard comes out. And that's when it starts switching back and forth. And it's it's a great effect. It's great. Uh, but shit goes crazy and they, they sound the alarm. And they gotta get the fuck out of there. Uh, and the, their only way back is through, the, again, the giant ballroom that takes a good 45 minutes to, to traverse. I mean, I use the word traverse lightly because this is a trek. And really, it is this. Tom Cruise just fucking just running. running. Right. <laughs> they, they had that cool moment where he was like nine and two and they like separate. Yeah. And it was just like, uh, I hope Simon Pegg makes it out of there. Because like, we know Tom's going to make it. So fucking fast. Um, great, super, super awesome. I, I love the way he he gets around people where he, he stops real quick, walks, and then the guards come past him. He walks out into the gate. He's like, what are you doing? Shut the fucking gate. And they shut the gate, like he's screaming in Russian, shut the gate, and as he walks out of the door of the Kremlin, rips the stripes off his pants, turns his jacket inside out, and it's just a dope-ass bomber jacket. Yeah. And then he just looks like he's straight up a tourist so from like, like going to a YouTube concert. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Not YouTube, YouTube concert. Um, great. Everything's great. Looks out. Sees all the families. We're good. There's lots of people here, just so you know. Lots of people here. And then fucking Boom. Godzilla just attacks the city. Yeah. This thing explodes from the bottom up and I don't know what I don't know what kind of bomb this guy planted or how he got this in there, but it's fucking huge. It, it was a bad CG bomb, enormous. I think it was actually. It was huge. But and how it did basically it, like, swallowed the entire Kremlin into a crater. And then like two blocks more or like a half a block more, because he was outside of the Kremlin running as it's exploding, still in that I thought this looked super running like garbage. It looked so bad until it got closer to him and then it was him running from the yeah. explosion right now. I'm like, this looks awesome. It looked great, and then boom. Done. 
Tom Cruise, dead, movie, over. Dead. Wow, credits. Movie, over. Boom. All right, where do we rate it? There it is. Uh, <laughs> no, JK, we're in the hospital and Tom Cruise is there. Is his wife there? Nope, she's dead. Uh, but but he's handcuffed to a chair, or handcuffed mm-hmm. to, a, to a gurney, rather. Uh, people all over are watching this Russian news report that's like, hey, a massive gas leak Shit's happened. Bad. And it's like, that wasn't a gas leak. And then we're, the audience is like, that's not a gas leak. And just as we're starting to think that, we're like, did I say that out loud? No. It's the Russian KGB agent guy who's like, hey, man, our media lies just as much as yours. And I'd be like, well, I think the Russian state-run media probably runs lies a little bit more than ours, but whatever. doesn't matter. Um, we get uh, we get him being like, hey, man, I know who you are. Uh, and Ethan's like, there's been a mistake. And he's like, has there been? And he turns the coat inside out. And he's like, I think you're the fucking guy we're looking for. And it's like, that's pretty... That's pretty hard to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's no arguing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so <laughs> they wheel him into the room, uh, and I think there's a really fun touch here where they don't actually show it. They they just they show like the the nurse who's like wheeling him in has a, a bunch of papers, and like he kind of touches them a little bit, and then the papers fall apart. She's like, oh shit, what happened to my paper? They show the paper clip. Do they get the? Do they show him taking yeah. the paper clip? Oh, they don't show it. him take it. They show him put down the papers. Right. Yeah, but they show they show they show it kind of, but they don't show him ever taking it. And then, the paper clip. Yeah, they show yeah. him taking it. Definitely. Uh, yeah, he takes it and he like pulls it underneath. Oh, he palms it. Thing. Yeah. I missed that part. Oh, you're the man. Thank you, sir. Uh, but I just thought it was cool because they don't like it. Just kind of happens so fast. Yeah. And then there's literally a scene where you're like, oh, you're gonna see him struggling with it. Nope, he's Mm-mm. just fucking gone. Gone. They look like like fuck. How did he get out? <laughs> and what I love so much about this is he's gone. But then they don't he's just keep gone. going with it because he looks out the window and he's standing he's there. Just there. And, standing. and it's like you do not expect that. No, you expect him to look out the window and gone. nothing. And that's awesome. And great scene. I thought this whole scene was great, great because scene. it it really is subverting expectations in the good way. Right. Where you're like you see him and he looks out in the garbage and immediately we're all groaning like. Ugh, he's gonna jump in the goddamn garbage, and then you start thinking, "I was like, there's glass in there for sure. Yeah. There's no way needles be for okay. sure. Yeah. He's gonna get fucked." And then he does it. Like, fuck yeah! Like, he no, he goes, but, but looking back and forth. Yeah, there's a great moment where he just literally lights a cigarette. He's like, "This is a bad idea." And Tom Cruise is like, "You know what? It seemed like a good idea a minute ago." <laughs> and he's like, "Take your time, man. Like, what are you gonna do?" And then Tom Cruise sees the van, puts two and two together, takes his belt off, and just zip lines down to it. And by puts two and two together, he says, "You know what? Fuck it. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna use some Fast and Furious, Don Toretto logic and." The Next car week. will stop my fall. But what I do appreciate is unlike the Fast and the Furious where it's like he jumps in the car and like just bounces off and is okay. No, he's he fucking <laughs> He just fucking <laughs> rags off. Um, he, he, he really just abuses his body yeah. in this one because we're going to get a scene. This is like foreshadowing for the scene later in life, <laughs> uh, which is good. But he's gone. And the KGB is just like, you know what? Kudos to you, man, because that was fucking some ballsy shit. Uh, he goes and he steals a bunch of clothes and he puts the hood on and he becomes the ghost. And he calls. He steals someone's cell phone. And he goes, I need evac. I need evac, and they say, all right, uh, he calls an insurance company or whatever, which I, I thought was another fun Super little cool. touch. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to get uh, evac at rendezvous alpha 113, and he just hurls the phone down a little drain pipe and walks away. <laughs> that huh. hole. It's like, okay. It was, was it actually alpha 113? Uh, I mean, that's what I wrote down. Yeah, so there, there's that's... a couple of uh, nods to Pixar in yeah, this movie. They, they show A113 several times throughout. Oh, what is A113? What does it's, that mean? It's the, um, I think it's like the room number that all of the Pixar animators uh, were all in when they came up with a lot of the movie ideas. Oh, that's so cool. So you see A113. It's, it's a like secret number they hide everywhere. In like oh, that's every really cool. Pixar movie. It's like the yeah. license plate yeah. for Andy's mom that's and like all that stuff. Yeah. And then, well, and then, no, uh, I mean, yeah, but like, guys. are they going to see us? No. And then uh, another fun Pixar thing is at the end when we see the missile hit, like going towards San Francisco, which is out of nowhere. It's fucking Trans-American Pyramid, but like it's targeting Pixar in uh, Emeryville. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. That makes sense. That's really fun. Um, huh. Let's see. Oh, here we are, baby. Ladies and gentlemen, he's watching a news report and we cut over 
to uh, this nuclear scientist's house where he's also watching the same news report. I like the little match on action. We go over there and this guy's like this. Shit, we got to go. Like he realizes he's in the shit. We don't know who he is, but he's got a kid who looks nice and a wife that looks like she. we don't want her to die. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, hey, we got to go. Watches over and realizes like the severity of what's going on. Calls over to where he's like, hey, you thought I was fucking around before? I'm not fucking around anymore. Mm-mm. We got to go. Pack a bag. Where are you? And he turns around. And instead of her being there, it's Cobalt. Oh, Cobalt. It was a cool moment, too. I was like, oh, shit, he's there already. Because you thought maybe they're going to burst through the door. Nope, he's there. And uh, he's like, hey, man, we're, you're fucking mine now. We're, we're going on a little trip. And that's all we get. Uh, Ethan, of course, is standing. Uh, we cut back to Ethan. And he's there. Thing pull, Car pulls up. He gets in. Who do we see? Tom Wilkinson, who I love. Tom Wilkinson. Can't think of a movie he's been in before, but he's been in a ton of them. And he's great. Don't know who you're talking about. I'm, I'm blanking. The secretary. The, the, secretary, the guy secretary, who's yeah. like the, the IMF secretary. Oh, he's. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. He's like a, he's in Batman Begins. He's yeah. In that's who it was. He was the bad guy in Batman yeah. Begins. Okay. That's where he's like, uh, Easter Wayne. We don't, I can't do the accent. Doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> We're going to keep going. I'm glad you tried yeah, that. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we also see one Jeremy Rayner whose character, Brant, is here and he's going to mm-hmm. be with us for the rest of the movie. Brant, of course, just doughy eyed in this. Like, hey, it's the first time I've ever been hey, out. I'm just here, dude. What's going on? Hot guy. Um, Ethan wants the secretary to. Uh, let's see who we are. Uh, he brought. He, uh, Ethan borrows his pen. He's like, uh, he's like, hey man, nice to meet you. He's like, give me your fucking pen. I'm not fucking around right now. Rude, give me your rude, pen. Rude, I, don't, rude. I don't really like you. He could have said hi yeah. first and then asked for the. Give pen, me your pen. You know? Gives him a pen. Draws a cool picture. He's like, who is this guy? European, white, age fifty, whatever. Uh, this is Cobalt. I saw him passing in the Kremlin, and I figured this must be the guy because it's just a random guy passing the Kremlin. But I'm Ethan, and I've got really good ability to look at people. Uh, and he goes, well, it's a crude drawing. But based off this amazing drawing that you did in approximately 13 seconds, uh, like me even less, uh, that looks like Kurt Hendricks, a Swedish special forces specialist in nuclear endgame theory. Uh, wow. That that looks like who that guy looks like. Uh, and Ethan goes, look, you got to call the Kremlin uh, and tell him that one of the representatives has a nuclear launch device and that one of his known operatives has the codes. And if we put the key master and the gatekeeper together, man, they're going to make they're going to fuck a baby into this world. That's huge. Just a, just a big nuclear baby yeah, that's going to explode wow, boom, and it's going to be hot. Uh, and the secretary is like, look, dude, as far as the Russia is concerned, they think we did this shit. They think you're responsible for this. So Washington wants me to bring your ass in and hang you and your entire team out to dry. And and it's and there's a beat where you're like, oh, this sucks. He's going to have to kill this guy and beat his way out. But Tom, beat, Tom Wilkinson beats him to the punch. He's like, unless, of course, you were to attack me and Brant. And this is news to Brand. He's like, I don't, what the fuck? I don't want to get attacked. This sucks. Like, Jeremy Renner played the scene great. He's like, uh, is he going to do this shit? Overpower us. Get out of here. Go to this cool place that I just conveniently overlooked where your team may or may not have already been there. Yeah. And, like, you got to solve this problem. Because guess what? The entire IMF force, gone. Disavowed. The government, the, 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 the president, like, I'm putting the kibosh on this shit right now. You're the last ones left. And I like this because it really is. It is more fun when they're on their own. They got to figure it out themselves, and I think that's what this movie is all about. It really—he has a great line later where he's like, "It's really the team is the only thing that really did their job, and that's all that matters. The team does their job. We're ready to rock and roll." And he goes, "Cool, man. I'm I'm, I'm in. This is happy. You guys want to get someone? Pow! Right in the fucking head. He's just dead. Yeah. Just so brains all violent. over the place. <laughs> Shit goes nuts. The car flips over, goes into a river, and people are. It just, looks beautiful. It's great. Love the camera work here. I thought they did such a great job. The exact opposite of Tokyo Drift when we see a similar scene." I uh, remember with the, the fucking hot sauce falling in the beginning of the movie when uh, yeah, 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 fucking, yeah. The, the main character, the, the yeah. stupid white guy, the car flips over. Oh, yeah, 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 when we're hearing yeah. the, the kid, not kid, uh, Kid Rock, right? 
Yeah. That was a Kid Rock song, yeah. But yeah, this, oh, I thought this looked bomb. great. And also, I didn't expect it to then go into the water. Yeah. Dude, Very and cool the, shit. And then those guys just keep shooting. Hell yeah. Man, man. they For just keep fuck. shooting. I get so it. long. Uh, man, Ethan, uh, Ethan's like, stay here. And he's like, where the fuck else am I going to go? And they're, you know, they're running out of air. Uh, and Ethan just grabs a flare and puts it in Tom Wilkinson's the fucking uh, jacket. Body. It just sails him down so the river. And they start shooting at him. And then it allows the guys to get away. Of course, KGB guy gets there. And he's like, what the fuck are you idiots shooting at? Is it like... It's clearly a diversion, and they're like, duh, we're fucking dumb Russians. We don't understand anything. We just like guns and cold weather. Yeah. And it's like, all right, well, that's a little insulting to Russian, because mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people who were there on that team that were at least went to college. little uh, science with Kev motion. Science, science, science with Kev. I'm Kevin. Uh, wouldn't he not float? <sighs> no, he'd float. Yeah, he'd he'd float. Dead body. That's why they always got to weigh the bodies down uh, and but things. But bullets underwater don't do much damage. Like, if it's more than a foot of, of water, you're fine. It would slow it down. Yeah. Slows it down significantly. I think really? Mythbusters did a thing, so yeah. Whoa. They probably would have been fine. See, but it was cool. We did the science with Kev. Yeah. Uh, they get away. Let's see. And they uh, they go, okay, cool. We got to go. Uh, we get a great scene where they're in the train yard. And, and Brant says what we're all wondering. Like, why would that work? He's like, <laughs> what was your thought process there? And he goes, I wasn't thinking. And neither were they. They were shooting. Love that line. So good. Great I line. will say, though, like, I didn't think about it. Out of all the things these movies do, that's something I'm like, I buy it. They are just fucking shooting. If there was something like a body movie, they're like, we're going to kill the body. Yeah, we're just shooting. I would not think that that's moves. a distraction if right. I was one of the random Russian guys. Yeah. Uh, and then we get a fun scene, but it would have been one of those scenes that I would have probably cut out for timing in this because it's a good five minutes of them running next to this train trying to fucking get the ocular thing to work. And it was fun. It, but it's it, it was weird. It's like it's it felt like a, a, a weird, like we're trying to have a moment of comic relief, but like not really. But like, we, already, I, but we I just had that was with that this scene, conversation. Was that scene yeah. supposed to be funny or cool? I don't know because I feel like it, it was didn't supposed hit to be funny. Either. It was supposed to be funny. I I think that the it would have been a lot better if they had done the like oh there's a post only once instead of three times or it's like it's going and there was no long. payoff to it no no and that that's the problem is like that's so little weird. I don't know I feel like it just didn't hit on any levels it was attempting right but they get on the train and who's there boom guns drawn it's our team Benji mm-hmm. and Agent Carter uh, Peggy Carter's there and uh, they have a cool gigantic iPad. And that's really, really cool. This is the scene you were talking about earlier where we start getting the, uh, they've pulled up all this footage of Hendrix talking to the UN or whatever. And he's basically like, they took the USB thing and just put it on the touch screen which, and it just read it. Oh, right. Which is that's fucking the, that's cool. the USB. No, it bothers uh, me so much. I want that for the future, <laughs> man. We're there. We're almost I there. I don't like it. I, I forgot. He got the USB from the secretary who gave mm-hmm. him a mission, a mission and you have to accept this basically. He's like, should you choose to accept and you have to fucking accept it. Like, you got to go after this guy. Uh, puts it there. And we get a cool little speech where he's like, Listen, man, I've just accepted that this is an inevitability of human evolution, which is like we're all going to be destroyed. But like just like the the other moments of mass destruction in like Earth's history, those that that lived through were stronger for it. And he's like, basically, I want to kill the world. The only thing important is that everyone like it'll work if it touches everyone unilaterally. I'll, I'll, you know, yeah. it has to fuck <laughs> everyone up. It's all or nothing, basically. And at this point, I'd be like. We should put this guy in jail. Yeah. Right? If I'm watching this guy speak, I'm like, this guy's up to some shit. He's, he's clearly crazy. A, yeah, yeah, he's probably a nuclear terrorist. But, you also, know, we'll Tom Cruise, speak. though, or excuse me, Ethan Hunt, is there, and this this message is playing, and he's just not listening. He's already on the next thing, like, thinking, but he's I love call, it that he, it's playing, and, like, the audience is listening, but he's yeah. just like, I already got it. He's got <laughs> it. I, I'm, a, I'm ahead he's of you. He's on the phone with someone, and he's like, get him to Dubai. We got to, I need to meet him to Dubai. We're going to Dubai. Because this is where this thing is going up. I can't remember why they know that they're all meeting in Dubai. Um, That's where the 
the exchange was happening, right? I forget, I forget how they knew that, though. Did well, Maybe the secretary told him? I don't know. Maybe. And then Hawkeye accidentally hits the the thing, and then all the guns come up, yeah. and he's like looking at all the guns, and I'm like, oh, this reminds me of one of the cool scenes in Thor when Hawkeye is first debuted, and there's all the guns, but then he grabs the like crossbow. Or but then he does the stupid out, thing, and, goes, thing. and it's like, there's no way to make a bow cool. It's just not. <laughs> they tried in all those 50, all 15 hours of the Lord of the Rings movies. It just didn't work. <laughs> They're fucking dumb. Uh, listen. Man, this shit's. We, Ethan explains what they're up against. Everyone's going to Dubai. There's this dude, Winstrom, who's got this. He's got a nuclear launch device, and he needs the codes from Lee Sudo, who's Moreau. So Moreau's going to meet Winstrom, and they're going to, again, gatekeeper, key master, they're going to fuck a nuclear baby into this world, and it's going to fuck everything up. We got to stop this. But how can we stop it? We're all, we're all disavowed. And Ethan gives a great scene where he's like, listen. Uh, there's there's the four of us who remain of IMF. From this moment on, everything is unsanctioned. If you want out, speak up now. And everyone just stares at him. And they're like, we're fucking, we're ride or die motherfuckers. Die, okay? And he goes, cool. Our mission now is Hendrix. We lose him, we lose we lose him now, we lose him forever. Uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a very, very convoluted mission right now. Okay, There's a, there's a handoff that's happening. But we, we, we can't let them know that the handoff has happened, but we got to intercept the codes and we have to then follow Winstrom, who is going to think he's going to take these fake codes that we're going to give him and he's going to take them back to Hendrix and that's when we're going to get Hendrix and that's great, but they can't know. That's the important thing. So how are we going to do that? Well, we, we're going to, this is, this is what Mission Impossible does best. We're going to have two different meetings happening. Uh, Paula Poundstone, you're going to go in as Lee Sudo's character and uh, we're going to make the mask and all that stuff and it's going to be great. Uh, and then uh, Ethan, you, you and Benji are going to go, or you and uh, Jamie Renner are going to go up and you're going to pose as Winstrom and the, and the nuclear guy, and it's going to be great. Cool. That all makes sense. Boom. Let's get to Dubai, baby. And let me tell you, Dubai looks like just a lovely place I'd like to vacation one day because it is fucking cool looking. In every movie, you always get the, the opening shot where it says Dubai, you see the sand, and the camera starts going in and cool music's playing. I'm like, oh, I want to be a part of this. And we see the tallest building and very, very Bond-esque music is playing mm -hmm. right here. Uh, and everyone just looks fucking great in this scene with gray suits. They all wear really cool Fantastic, gray suits. yeah. And I'm like, hey, I want to wear a gray Tom suit. Tom Cruise is in a blue one, though, right? Like a blue looks like, good. Like, yeah, yeah good. it was a good great. suit, yeah. Yeah, it's sexy. It, but it was like a very summer suit, you know? It was like open yeah, and stuff. Yeah. I was like, all yeah, right, man. look Tom at him. These guys are there, man. Um, uh, here's the problem, though, right? Uh, they get into the room, which is a very high room, and they go, oh, shit, we can't. Benji's like, we got a slight wrinkle. We can't hack into the server. It's got, like, military-level encryption, and it would take me, like, even if I had the full, I'd need the full power of the IMF. I'd be able to call home. We could do it in a second. Yeah. We can't do that anymore because no. everything's gone. No. Luckily, uh, we only had the things that were in this one little train right. car, mm -hmm. and that includes Spider-Man gloves. Yeah, uh, for this very specific thing that we needed. Were they Spider-Man gloves or were they power gloves? Because that's what I wrote down. <laughs> we got the power dude, gloves train, from the original Nintendo Entertainment fuck System. Yeah, dude. The, like the train is like a mobile station for them. It's yeah. got everything it's got they need. It's. You don't think he's had to climb things before to the point where he's like, hey guys, can we research and develop just like I had to do an XCOM mm -hmm. that game, like the cool power glove technology so I can climb. You know how many fights? He's climbing shit all the time. But, but it, apparently never with these. This is the first time he's used these. Yeah, prototype. You think Tom Cruise would have climbed with these gloves before. No, he's Tom Cruise climbing, man. free solo climber, man. Honestly, he, he uses his hands. Thank sure. fucking God. What a goddamn cool scene this cool turned scene. into. What a great scene. They cut. <laughs> and I love, what I like a lot about this is that this whole team has great chemistry. There's moments... We're going to get a moment with, with Brant later where they're just like, fuck, do I really have to do this? And he's like, all right, <laughs> fuck it. And he goes, cool, I'm going to do it. Puts the gloves on. Uh, uh, we see th this is a great, one of the coolest shots in the whole movie. And they, I think they did this practically where 
the camera kind of comes out as he steps on, and then the camera just keeps going, and he yeah. just keeps going, and he starts so, climbing the building. Fast and Furious here. And it's uh, terrifying. Tom Cruise performs a sequence where Ethan Hunt scales the outside of the building himself without use of a stunt double. The Burj Khalifa Tower is the tallest building in the world at 2,722 feet. Cruise dangled outside the tower at approximately 1,700 feet. Shit. And the reason he did this specifically practically is he wanted the camera to be able to do whatever the director wanted. Yeah. He wanted Brad Bird to get the shots he wanted without having to do any stupid cuts or without having to like hide things. And, and it's great. And it's it, so it good. Shows this one of the best, this is so like one of the best awesome. scenes in all movie of the history, yeah, man. It's mm-hmm. fucking cool. Really, like, this was awesome. Of course. Have you seen the behind the scenes videos of him no, doing it? I'm sure it's terrifying. It's incredible. I mean, he's got a bunch of wires, but of it still is one of these things where it's like that shouldn't be something that they allowed. Yeah. Yeah. How did you guys <laughs> super like, dangerous? Yeah, who talked? Who went to this? Uh, but it worked, and it's a great scene. And of course, the power glove thing fails. One of them starts failing, and he falls, and he catches himself with one, and then he does it again and keeps failing. He's like, fuck it. Just throws it off, and he's like, "I'm gonna free climb this bitch." Yeah, and it's it, it's cool. And he's doing the thing, the cool, the cool thing that free climbers do, where he like uses his foot and he, he puts his, you know, with back against so the wall, intense. and he's like holding himself there with like every limb, and it's really cool. Uh, gets up to the server room, starts cutting a hole in it, and the thing like uh, static feedback or an electric feedback shocks him, and he fucking falls off, and it's terrifying. And then he catches himself one more time with the glove, uh, climbs back up, and Jeremy Renner's like, "Hey man, we got like three minutes till the knock, the the, the door knock," and he's like, "The updates." Aren't helping. Like, shut the fuck up. Yeah, I'm hanging up, up the building. And it's great. And, and he's like, oh, I'm just trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to be the guy. I don't, I don't have shit to do. I don't have shit to do. Uh, gets up there and uh, pins himself with one arm. Smash, 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 smash so into the cool. glass. The gloves are done. He looks through. It's like they're, they're all fucked up, but, but it worked out. <laughs> and he goes, then we get probably another, one of the other greatest scenes in the history of this franchise where he's like, he does the thing. Uh, Benji's like, cool. We got the cameras and the elevators now. Well, we're gonna go give the the floor a makeover. And Benji goes around. He starts doing the cool thing with like the door. Where they have to basically convince the people that they're on the wrong floor. Very very cool. Uh, he's running around. But Tom, but Ethan goes, wait a minute. We can't open this door, can we? And Benji's like, no, we can't open. I'm sorry. And he's like, you're gonna have to get back. You're gonna have to climb back down. But he doesn't have the glove anymore. And but luckily, someone's seen Die Hard. Because he looks over and he sees whatever the security rope shit is there. I don't know what it was. Cables. Cables. It was just, those cables, are just yeah. cables. Fuck it. And then he just jumps out of the window and starts running down the side of the building, which is awesome. It is a mastery of cinematography. It is a mastery of movie making, action movie making, because we we already had this scene. It's the same thing with comedy where it's like there's the setup and the the punchline, right? This is what we got in action form where him climbing up the thing was already intense and we're feeling it, we're feeling it. Just but him just jumping out without like thinking like the whole plan is just, we just see him. Nope. And him running Don't down time. the side of the building is one of the coolest things I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> but, it's, but then so you get the payoff of it. It's not long, not enough. long enough. And then he has to go and run. And, <laughs> no, and it's but, like, you believe in him though. But instead of it doing the thing of like, like, oh, he's going to swing and swing. No, nah. one swing goes, jumps. And it's just fucking beautiful. And then... It's in the wall. Fucking I feel like misses. every single yeah. step of the way, they played with us yeah. in the perfect yeah. like kind of like mm-hmm. rise of action. So but his but, landing is so violent, oh yeah. where it's like you know that hurt because he just conk, and then everyone just catches him. Yeah, yeah. He well, Brant catches him, and uh, Paula Patton catches Brant, and so it's like by the pants, by the pants, and it's great because he's like he's just hanging off, and then you see Tom Cruise like pull himself up, uh, and we get a great beat where they're all like just taking a second. And then Simon Peck goes, like, holy shit, that was really hard what I just did, but I did it, guys. <laughs> it was great. Before that, though, we get the best line of the whole movie, where Tom Cruise is running down, and he realize, he runs out of cable, and Jeremy Renner, like, 
Soul looks up and he goes, hey, your line's not long enough. And he goes, no shit. <laughs> It was great. So good. Really good. Like, so really good. down a building, man. Yeah, like, that was yeah. fucking yeah, cool. Long, not long enough. No shit. Uh, cool. But the party's here, man. The party has arrived. Everyone's there. Uh, uh-oh. Guess what, though? We got to get in the mask. What happened to the mask? Uh, they've just, they've spurred it all over themselves. It just fucking It just shit the bed. Uh, we're fucked. We got to go on faith. We got to hope to God that these two people have never met each other. So we're going to go in. We're just raw dogging this shit. We're going mm. in without protection. Good God. We're just going in, right? Thank um, you for explaining that term. Yeah, we're going to, we're, we're fucking, we're fucking. Yeah. We might make a baby. Ooh. This is that one. This is when it gets exciting. Was, the gatekeeper and the gatekeeper and key master. We're going to fuck this bomb into reality. Uh, they're in. Paula Poundstone gets up there. Start setting up the room. Uh, they go up to the other floor, and it's a cool. It's a cool moment where they, where uh, Brant and Ethan are. Brant's like, wait, what if they fucking met each other? And he's like, well, we, we, we're, <laughs> we have uh, no options. We yeah. have no choice. Knocks on the door, and it's a reversal, and it opens up, and it's the room below them. And I love how this is shot. So fucking. We're cool. just getting the scene back and forth from both angles, and it's really, really fucking cool. But my problem is, and this, this is what I was saying earlier. It's like, okay, this would have been cool if they just did it, and then later talked about it, maybe, but. Instead, we knew what they were doing, and it's like I hate that they always see, do this. Like, but I see, I like this. We're talking, talking, talking. Here's the plan, and then right. it, like, then we see the plan. It's well, like I think, it would have been cool just seeing it, having that reveal of like, oh, I see what they're doing. Instead, they tell us. Well, you need a little bit of exposition because otherwise, really? how are you explaining that the codes are print? Like, they they put the thing in Jeremy Renner's eye, and he's looking at it, and it's going to print the codes out in the briefcase below. It's cool, but it's a complex idea. I don't mind it here. When I do mind it is when we go to India later. And they have to explain that we have to creep into a server room because this guy's got. I'm like, that's too much, guys. Yeah. I just feel like too much when you're dealing with just tech that can literally do anything because you're just making it up. Right. I feel like if you can't explain that well in the scene as it's happening, it's not worth doing. I thought they it's did. Not a, cool. I thought. I thought this whole moment was great. I thought they did a good job explaining it because it's part of the fun is also having a character go, "Hey, we've got this cool thing. I'm going to tell you what this cool thing is." That's the part of the fun for me. I thought the briefcase printing thing. I was like, "This is fucking cool. I like this." Yeah, was what? I, and it was tense because shit. Dead, like she's like, "Where are the diamonds?" And you see it in like one second in Ethan's face, where he's like, "Fuck, we're supposed to have diamonds." <laughs> shit, I didn't know that. And Paula, and Paula uh, Patton picks it up below, and she goes, yeah. "Uh, the yeah, here, are the, like, give me the diamonds, whatever, or vice versa." I think that's how it went, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're supposed to give her the diamonds, so she has to figure out. And then so Benji comes in with the, fi- the with the fake hand, and I was like, "Oh, that's really cool. I liked it." You didn't like I, it? No, I really liked that. I, cool. I enjoyed all of that. And it was, Time I thought what was cool about this, mo- like, this moment in this movie is that like they had the plan. They told us the plan. And then it all goes to shit. There's two things to go wrong. Like the machine breaks. And also we get the um, the nuclear uh, the scientist nuclear guy. Scientists that was, in that there, was and the other like, problem. Fuck. Like shit, yeah. what are we supposed to do? So now we, we have, have to, to give out. them the real numbers. We can't just scramble stuff. Yeah, that's a good, that's an important point, yeah. right? So they were like, we don't have, this guy's going to come authenticate the shit. So we have to give him the real codes. So we have to just print out the real codes as they are. We can't scramble them, and we just have to let them out there. We get a great scene with uh, Jeremy Renner and Tom Cruise where he's like, I'm going to throw this fucking briefcase off the thing. We can't do this. And Tom Cruise is like, look, I, I hear you, but if you tell me right now, if there's an, an, another way to get Hendrix, you tell me this is not our best only opportunity to get this guy, and I'll, and I'll tell you, throw that thing out, and we'll, we'll just arrest everyone. And he's like, shit, I can't tell you that. So he gives it back, and they, they embark on the business. Love the scene. Love the two actions up above. Uh, they almost get away with it. Except Lee Sudo's not stupid. Mm-mm. She's like, what's mm. going on with it? Why is he blinking too much? He's blinking a lot, right? Uh, the, the the nuclear scientist and Winstrom down below, the real Winstrom are down below. Uh, that whole handoff goes well, except for the whole case thing, where she's like, shit, this got it. Like, we're not done that. She stalls a little bit. The guy's what's starting the to get a little crazy. The code turns out zero, zero, zero. 
I like that. Yeah. She was like, eh, yeah. simple. don't worry about it. Sorry, I, I fucked up. My bad. You guys can take the case with you. Uh, the nuclear scientist and Winstrom go out into the hallway and guess what? He's like, I did what you want. Let my family go. And he's like, you'll meet him in hell or whatever the fuck. And he just plugs him right there in the hallway. I was like, yeah, really kind of fucked up. Didn't, mean, didn't super, seem super necessary. Yeah. Uh, completely unnecessary. Yeah. Uh, we go back upstairs and Lee Sudo's character is like, hey, man, what the fuck's going on with your eye? Looks closer and sees the digital shit in it, like the actual camera technology in it. Kill them all. Kill them. And then we get a dope fight scene where Tom Cruise takes a dude out with a fucking glass end table. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah, just a comedy table. Just dong. <laughs> this is great, right? So yeah, very good. good. Uh, Lee Sudo's on the move, but hey, Jane Carter, I know that this girl killed the the man of your dreams or whatever, but you got to do your job. Who's and Jane she, Carter? And she's like, oh, that was her name, Jane Carter. Oh, was it Jane yeah, Carter? It Jane okay, Carter. I thought you kept... That's Paula Poundstone's character. Uh, no relation to Peggy Carter. PP goes, fuck that. I got her. On the move, on the hunt. Mm-hmm. They got a great fight scene. Takes her out. It was her. great. It was one of those moments where seeing them kind of getting ready when realizing we're about to see them fight, yeah. I, was like, I was like, let's yeah. fucking let's go. go. Let's go. Uh, Paula, Pound, uh, Paula Patton gets the better of her, brings her in, goes, Benji, watch her. And he goes, why I gotta watch her? And and, and she goes, because if I watch her, I'm gonna kill his <laughs> I'm gonna fucking yeah. kill her ass. Mm-hmm. I, kill her ass. But no restraints whatsoever. She's just standing there like, all right, I'm a like top level assassin. It's cool. Don't Put Simon Pegg time, in front of me. Yeah, exactly. Hey, man, Simon Pegg passed the fucking exam, okay? No, he's, man. He's there for field work, and that doesn't go bad at all. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy Rayner, of course, uh, or Tom Cruise, rather, he's like, get me an elevator. I'll go down. I got to get Lindstrom. Like, we got to follow this side. Gets in the elevator. I like all the elevator wait, stuff. Wait, yeah, we missed the little Did moment where uh, Jeremy Renner, like, knows Kung Fu. suddenly, like, not oh, only knows Kung up. Fu, but, like, disassembles a gun that gets pulled on him, yeah. which is another. I love when people do that in movies yeah. where they just, like, where they and jet, then, like they the gun fucking. Where they the weapon for. Yeah. Uh, clearly not. And it, Tom Cruise does have a moment where he looks over and he's like, this dude ain't, this guy's not a chief analyst. This guy's a field op. Like, clearly a field mm-hmm. op. Well, what's going on with him? We don't know. Uh, Tom Cruise goes down. To, to downstairs to, to follow Winstrom and all hell breaks loose because the KGB guy's there and he just throws his ass down a hallway or down down a staircase in a, in a heartbeat. Uh, we go back upstairs. There's a lot of stuff happening, so I'm just going to get real, through it all. Real quick, something I didn't understand is uh, didn't they have control of the elevators? Yeah. Because at one point the the, the Wolstrom is going down and the yeah, elevator opens up. It, right? Why didn't they just make it so the elevators both opened on the same floor and Tom Cruise just walked over and shot him? Uh, he didn't want to shoot him. Remember, he wants to follow him. That's still the point. And that was, he didn't want to kill him. If he wanted to kill him, it would have just stopped him. He still needed to follow him to Hendrix. That was still the plan. So the codes, he needed to make sure, A, the codes didn't get out, and B, but he needed him to take the think that he wasn't being followed. And then all, right, all just, hell breaks loose when the KGB agent sees him and, and they start shooting. And then yeah, he realizes, yeah. fuck, it's done. I got to go kill well, this he, guy. He grabs the, H, or, uh, the... He's like, sorry about H, this. Yeah, <laughs> and then breaks his, his fucking nose. Yeah, just Ooh. throws, and throws him down a staircase. Uh, it's brutal. Uh, upstairs, of course, Jimmy Rainer's like, shit, uh, inter- uh, is like, this guy's dying in this hallway. We got to do something. And Benji, again, just a noob, takes his eye off Elise Sudo for a second. And she mm. gets the better of him and knocks his ass out. And then Paul Patton's like, that's it. That's all I needed. You're done. I'm going to kick your ass out the tallest building on the planet. What a great Just, scream. Done. Loved it. I, the, the sound work there was that, so, so good. God, that done. was so, like, intense for a moment. It was just like, oh, shit. Oh, it's done. Yeah, you're done. It's done, yeah. <laughs> but if you didn't think, ladies and gentlemen, we were going to get a scene of Tom Cruise running full fucking out, you were wrong. You were very because wrong. Because he just started. Oh, He's by the way, there's so a sandstorm coming. Yeah, I wait, forgot to mention way, that. There's a sandstorm. Giant sandstorm coming. Which, like. Is, is one of those things where I'm like, all right, I'll give it to you because it's an action movie and you need cool things happening. But when we first see it coming, you're like, 
what movie is this? Yeah. Like, this seems a little a little too much it was intense. for what's going on uh, right now. But it, it, when it gets there, though, it's, it's cool. so fucking cool. Really, really cool. But like, and it's great because we, we do get the payoff of right before they went into the room. He's like, goggles. Shit, takes his goggles off that he used for climbing, puts them in his pocket. And of course, they look in his pocket and they find the goggles. The guy's like, that's weird. They start fighting a little bit here and there. Boom, boom, boom. But Tom Cruise can't see and he gets his ass kicked. And he goes, oh, shit, I can see. I have goggles. Luckily, Winstrom was wearing sunglasses. I don't know where he got those from, but he was around. Uh, they both grab scarves and they run off into this, into the chaos of this. And I love this scene. The use of sound here is also great because there's just moments of like, it's just totally disorienting and, and crazy and doesn't know what's going on. But luckily, they put a little uh, radioactive isotope on the paper uh, that's only good for about a half mile. So he has to keep up. It's like that part in every game that you hate where you're like, yeah. you got to keep up with yeah, the guy. Yeah. Oh, you're getting too far away from the guy. It's like, oh, don't yeah, Assassin's that. Creed knew when to cut that out. God, I hate that part. But I hate they, that part they did game. such a good job, though, when uh, he was using it as a GPS. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, so he, he walks out to the street. He's using it as a GPS. And he's like, oh, things coming toward me. Oh, shit. Things coming toward me real fast. It's a car. A guy's got in a car. Uh, Tom Cruise, again, just his body is wrecked by the end of this totally. film. Totally. Because he just keeps having body to car impact moments. <laughs> uh, he runs over and steals another Beamer. And this at this point is when you start realizing, hey, I think BMW sponsored this movie. Definitely. Because we're seeing a lot of BMWs in there. Well, speaking but- of sponsors, ladies and gentlemen, this episode of... Kind of Funny in Review is brought to you by 23andMe. With 23andMe's Health and Ancestry Service Kit, you can explore 125 or over 125 personalized genetic reports that may reveal the link between your DNA and your health traits and more, including your chances of developing certain diseases. 23andMe recently released their newest health report on type 2 diabetes, which tells your genetic likelihood for developing the disease and gives you personalized results and tools that can help with prevention. Uh, type 2 diabetes is influenced by genetics. It's not just lifestyle and weight. And it is a condition that typically develops as we get older and is caused by many factors, including diet, lack of proper exercise, weight gain, and our genes. Uh, the report was developed by 23andMe scientists using data and insights gathered from more than 2.5 million 23andMe customers who consented to participate in our research, just like I did. Uh, what's really cool about this 23andMe thing, it tells you you know your genetic history, your ancestry, and all that stuff. Um, but in addition to that, it tells you a lot about your health and a lot about like just things you might not know about yourself. A lot of cool nifty facts mm-hmm. as well. I've used the word nifty twice in this episode. I'm pretty happy about that. Um, but what's cool is they keep you updated on stuff as they add different services. So they add this diabetes thing, and then they'll just they'll text you, and you get updates. You can check them out. Really cool. Um, you can order your 23andMe Health and Ancestry Service Kit at 23andMe.com slash KFMS. That's the number 23andMe.com slash KFMS. Again, it's 23andMe.com slash KFMS. And also, this episode is brought to you by Devil May Cry 5, uh, an over-the-top action-filled game rated M for Mature, now available on Xbox One. Uh, Ever need to just slice and dice some demons while looking hella nice? See, they even put hella in the copy. And you know what? I can go off copy right now. If you haven't heard my love for Devil May Cry 5, go watch the Gamescast. One of my games of the year. Where will it land? I'm not sure, but it's definitely going to be in the top five. A fantastic entry. Definitely. 100%. Uh, Such a great entry in the franchise. Um, I've been a fan of the franchise for decades now at this point. This is definitely my favorite entry. Um, With the, it's probably between this and three, but like with different things, this does a lot right. Um, Bleeding Cool calls it an elegant symphony of obliteration. I can stand by that. Dual Shockers calls it one hell of a good time. And Game Rant calls Devil May Cry the perfect action game. So come on and kick some demon ass with Devil May Cry 5. And remember, games play best on Xbox One. I played it on the Xbox One X, and it is 
beautiful. Some of the best motion capture and facial animation I have ever seen in a video game. Um, so yeah, go check it out now. Devil May Cry 5. I love that they sponsored us. That is awesome. That's really cool. So cool. Yeah. And also, can you guys give me some credit for that sponsor segue? Yeah, no, you nailed it. <laughs> I, don't, I, I was running to the restroom, but it sounded great from where I was at. Again, if we the had an open... sponsor segue was the BMW you said thing. it was sponsored by BMW. Oh, I was like, yeah, yeah, that part was great. Thank yeah. you. That part was great. Thank you. Again, I'd like to listen to the entire show during uh, my bathroom break, but... We don't have the Charlie's Angel speaker like I want, like I've asked for. We so gotta get I can it, just man. be in the bathroom we and talk get back it. and forth We're to you guys. Definitely not gonna ever and I also just want to just take all the doors off. Ladies and gentlemen, Ethan's on top of this van. He got flipped up onto the van and he's re- reaching down there for Winstrom's face, like trying to rip his fucking face off. And what does he get? Half of his face. Turns Surprise. out Winstrom wearing a mask. Now, this is a little confusing to me because I was like, wait, sure. there is a Winstrom. Why not just send Winstrom? Yeah, it was really good. Like they were we together right? later, right? Like, yeah, like, and they, it's not like uh, he like Winstrom was another party that was also competing for this. Right, they were working to get. He was like one of his underlings. It's his right hand man. Yeah, so like, why the fuck are you pretending to just go as yourself? Exactly, uh, but so it, but it, it, whatever it doesn't matter. Tom Cruise gets thrown off the van. He gets into the BMW, chases after him, uh, or gets out of the car, gets to be there. We have the cool thing where he's he looks at the GPS and it's a roundabout, mm-hmm. like a little loop de loop, and, he's and, and it, he yeah. aims the car toward him and just fucking guns it and jumps out of it. Smashes into the car. You think it would kill the guy? Uh, goes over. Dude, looks totally in, fun. Airbags totally fun. deployed. No Winstrom with half face. Uh, Winstrom's actually running away at a very slow pace. And Tom Cruise is like, I could catch up with him because I'm I'm like an Olympic level runner at this point. <laughs> I all the over the top shots they do of Tom Cruise running yeah. after someone, oh, yeah. you can see him gaining on. Oh, he's always like, oh, this guy's oh can't, shit, this guy. You can't outrun Ethan on this. Let me tell you that. But the only thing that can outrun Ethan is the world's. Car. Slowest moving steak bed van, like steak bed truck. <laughs> and he jumps on it and he looks back and again, moving like a good solid three miles an hour, maybe four, if we're, being, a, if we're being generous. It's a, it's a, stand, it's a sandstorm. He's got to be careful. Uh, sure. But you think that Ethan was like, dude, I, I've come this far. Just run a little faster yeah. after you. Uh, but uh, Winstrom tears his face off and it's actually Cobalt. It's Hendrix. Uh, I, the guy, I didn't understand why we needed this as a reveal. I, think, I was like, I this think, is a weak moment. I think the reason why they what they were looking for was mm-hmm. that, hey, not only did you fuck up, I let the codes go, but I'm actually Hendrix. If you had just killed me from the beginning... Problem solved. Sure. I think that's what we were supposed to go. But instead, we get a weird moment where he rips the mask off and looks at Tom and then throws the mask down like he's a three-year-old who, who didn't get his candy. I'm like, I want to go to Disneyland. Hmm. I didn't get to go. And it was weird. Yeah. Was and weird. Tom Cruise just picks up the mask and looks at it. And you're like, oh, that's going to play in later. No, and it doesn't. No. Mm-mm, it no. doesn't. We see the mask again later. When they just go back to it. somewhere, we, yeah. yeah, it doesn't play anything. Uh, we go back to the safe house, of course, and the team's like, we fucked up royally. Everyone's blaming everyone. We have a little moment where it's like, is this team really going to survive this mission? Are they going to be a family from now on? Are they going to go their separate ways? Uh, Tom Cruise is like, excuse me, I got to go take a phone call. Gets in there. He's like, is he here? Cool. I'll meet you in a little bit. Uh, walks out. And, and Jeremy Rainer's like, what's going on? What's the plan? And he's like, who the fuck are you really? Because I've seen you do cool shit. And he's like, what are you talking about? Man? I'm just chief analyst. <laughs> Pulls a gun on him. And then they have a cool back and forth. Wah, wah, wah. And then Jeremy Rainer does the thing where he like takes the, like, or actually, I don't think he does it. Takes the gun away from him, points at him. He's like. You're not an analyst, motherfucker. You're you're you got a secret. And Rainer's like, Tom I'm not gonna secret. tell you the secret right now, man. And Tom Cruise is like, all right. And then leaves. <laughs> and then and then Jeremy Rainer just goes on to tell the secret else. to everyone yeah, else. Yeah. And you know what I don't like, guys? I don't like when y'all have a fucking secret that I don't know. You know that, right? You know that's like that my, is that's weird, my biggest pet peeve. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like when people know more about me. I don't even like when you guys are talking about a person that I don't even care about. Hey, Tim and Kevin, you guys want to go out for like a five-minute meeting for a little you bit? You know what? 
Fuck you, and fuck you for celebrating Andy's birthday without me, Barrett. I want the invite next time so I can say no and politely decline. You weren't invited to that? No, I don't get invited to anything. Yeah, we. What's uh, that noise? I think it's It's Barrett's phone. No, this is the fan. Was it? It's my my phone didn't go off. Oh, you know what? It's cool, Greg, connected to the Bluetooth uh, (laughs) thing. Oh my god, cool, Greg's texting. Oh, he's texting. Yeah, (laughs) that makes sense. Um, of course. We, Ethan's been calling this guy the whole time. You're like, oh, we're going to get a huge reveal here. And who do we get? That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We get Shoulder Pad Guy from Mission Impossible 1. Yeah. That's the big reveal. Dude. I was like, oh, we're going to get back. Shoulder Pad so Guy I didn't, from Mission Impossible I, 1? There's a lot of confusing things going on here. Let me just read the fact here. The actor that hands Ethan the black mask to place over his head to meet the arms dealer that appeared in oh. Mission Impossible, the first one, giving him the same style mask when he's being taken to meet Max, an arms dealer. So I didn't realize, recognize the actor because that's definitely more of a Nick thing than me. But I did recognize the mask. And I looked at Gia yeah. and I'm like, oh my God, yeah. we're about to get Max. Yeah, Max. Like, that's really fucking that cool. That would have been so cool. Yeah, would have been really cool. And instead, instead, we don't. I'm like, why is it the same mask? I don't like, know. What the hell? I think it's just that guy's think, methodology. I don't, maybe that's just Hitler's choice. Why was that choice? guy involved? Like, is the actress that played Max still alive? I don't know. Because maybe it was that. Because it definitely felt really like old. it was like the same association. Right? Yeah. Would have been really cool if Max was yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. What a great way to build a world. Instead, who do we get? I'm Bogdan. We get Bogdan. <laughs> I'm Bogdan. We do. And he's like, hey, Sergey, I'm still going to call you that. Dude, I'm not Sergey. All right. He's, but we get. Keeps going, though. But we got this other guy, and he's an arms dealer. And he's like, what do you want, man? And he's like, he's like what, are you, what are you trying to buy? And Tom Cruise is like, I'm not buying shit, bro. I'm selling the future. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm selling. A future that's nuclear disaster free. Uh, what I'm looking for is here. I need someone. So there's a dude out there that's got launch codes, and there's a dude out there that's got a briefcase that you would think is a mobile launch device. It's not. That mobile launch device still needs a tactical satellite to upload to, which effectively makes that mobile launch device completely fucking useless. Which is another big plot hole in this. That I'm like, okay, this is stupid. He's got the launch thing. Like it's, when you have the nuclear football, I'm pretty sure the president could just open that thing up and launch no, I don't, right I, from there. I, I don't think so. What's the point of having it then? What is the point of having it's, a mobile it's, device? It's security, like multiple layers of like. You know what? You know, it. be more secure than that. Not making a briefcase. That's true. That's true. Because you think a briefcase goes out into the world. NORAD is behind like 800 fucking feet of of solid granite and rock and cement. Right. That's pretty secure. Nuclear football, totally useless. Doesn't matter. We need a tactical satellite. And the guy's like, dude, I can't help you, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I especially can't tell you that the Russians sold a tactical satellite to a telecom company in Mumbai. I can't tell you that. That happened last year. And the dude's name is this. And I'm telling you that right now. And Ethan's like, cool, man. Thanks. I appreciate that. All of this, very confusing to me, who had to take notes and watch it multiple times because I was like, what the fuck's happening? There's a tactical satellite. Welcome thing to Mission doesn't, Impossible. It doesn't upload to the thing. Whatever. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to Dubai. Mm-hmm. Uh, but on the way, the KGB guy gets a call from the arms dealer who's double-crossing Ethan. He's like, hey, man, I got some information I'm selling about a guy that you're looking for who's going to Mumbai. And I already told you all the pertinent information, but you still got to pay me. And the guy's like, all right, cool. I'll go to Mumbai. I guess I'll pay you too. doesn't matter. <laughs> We're off to Mumbai. Uh, and uh, the concept here is that they have to get these codes from this uh, um, uh, telecom millionaire at his party uh, and to get the codes in order to go into the relay station and figure out what basically how to backtrack where where the fuck Hendrix is going, where he's uploading from. I think they were going to get the codes to deactivate the relay station. Is that what it was? Yeah. Okay. So they were going to remotely turn it off. That was the plan. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. 
And that, that, that didn't I go as planned. Cool thing though, yeah. they use planetary codes, which I would like to start using here in this office. Oh, Kevin, God. Tim, you're gonna be Mars. Kevin, you're gonna be Uranus or Uranus, as people say. I knew that, that. Like as soon as he said I that, yeah, I was I like, yeah, planetary. Yeah. Oh no, he's yeah. a simple-minded yes, idiot that yes. just makes one joke. I'll be planet Earth. <laughs> Uh, and uh, <laughs> I like that Barrett, his includes planet on Barrett, it. You can be a little dipper. How about that? You That's a, a sock constellation. It's, it's all planetary. You could have called my little dipper, Barrett. I love it. Uh, they have a great back and forth here where he's like, "Look, you got you got to seduce him. Sorry, like you're the only one that could do this. He's gonna be into you, not me." And uh, Paula Patton shows up looking fucking fantastic in this mm-hmm. green dress. Everyone looks sexy in this. Tom Cruise with the big fat '70s bow tie. I'm like, these people are gonna fucking get it on, and Daddy likes it. Uh, of course, she's got to get his attention. Jim Moran's at the party, too, looking completely fucking confused. We set up. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what to do. Uh, we set up, of course, this incredibly convoluted thing where there's a missile silo, a giant fan, and a server at the bottom of a fucking, like, whatever. I mean, this is, like, the most secure this place on the planet. A, this was his house, right? Yeah. I so guess. At, at the core of his house, he has this giant. Giant turbine. Also, man, how cool is it that he's got this immense computer that needs to be cooled by this enormous turbine Love that it. for no reason is just like a kill machine it's a kill if machine. anyone drops down that hole. And luckily they have a giant hole that a man could just drop down into. Yeah. Uh, we've no. set up that uh, Simon Pegg's going to control this little remote control vehicle that's got a massive magnet on it and he's going to float him over to the thing. Oh, by the way, when we turn off the thing it's going to get real hot and that's going to be a great big plot point later. Not really. It actually never really pays no, off at all. There's a cool, couple cool moments of sweat yeah. where it's... Yeah. There's a couple like, cool moments of sweat. And that's yeah. pretty much yeah. it. Uh, such a cool, such a goddamn cool idea scene. Like him being remote control moved with the, the magnets. Magnets are cool. All this is cool. But goddamn, why is it so convoluted? I don't know. Why is it so, so, so much so shit much, going It's on. so much exposition. What's happening? And then the something goes wrong. And I'm like, wait, what does so that mean? cool too. I don't understand what happened. Like something went wrong. And I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, well, it turns out that the guy broke into the, another telecom company. And already fucking did it. He broke into the the the, the place that they're using to launch the the things and cut communications to that. Like he he did their plan in reverse. Right. Okay. Yeah. Makes total sense. Either way, shit's <laughs> going crazy. We got to find out where this guy is right fucking now. Before we get to that, of course, we get a delightful scene. Probably I w- I would say top three moments with Jeremy Renner in this movie where he's like, you got to jump. And he goes, he does the thing where he's like, all right, hold on. Oh. And he stretches for a yeah. second. He's like, ah, and he's like, jump, fucker, jump. He's like, all right, I'm just, I, are you sure this is going to work? Great scene. Uh, I love the stretch. Rainer so plays this perfectly. He does. Finally jumps. And we get the and Mission Impossible we the, scene. Yeah, we get the Mission Impossible scene. But we don't because we don't see it yet. What we get is, oh, shit, wait. The guy's yeah. not interested in Paul Patton. Oh, yeah. And he goes, hold on a second. Don't jump. And then it cuts over to him. He's like, I already jumped. And he's like hovering <laughs> above the, the pinpoint. So good. Really great. Uh, the guy don't appreciate him. it not being Ethan though. I feel like it should yeah, be. Ethan's how many moment. times is he gonna do it? You know? I, I hope every fucking movie. The thing is, it's not. There's no suspense. We know Ethan can nail that landing. Mm. Yeah, he's nailed mm. it three or four times uh-huh. already at this point. Uh, 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 no suspense. We def- Someone out there definitely thought that e- or that fucking Hawkeye was gonna just get <laughs> just get, get just shredded. How awesome would that have been though? That would have been so fucked <laughs> just up. Shredded. Ugh. Just it gums it up because he's wearing chainmail. Uh, Benji floats him over into the server and he does his job. He like does he like repatches a relay or whatever so they can hack into the system. But they need the code still. Paula Patton, get your shit together. Get up there, seduce the code out of this guy. And then Ethan goes, "Hey, look, fuck it, we don't have time. Just strangle this dude's ass. The hell just fuck him up until he gives him the code, which he gives up pretty easily. 
Like, you would think he'd be a little tougher as a millionaire, but he's a little bit of a dandy. Dude, she matter. has him in, like, a headlock and yeah, is she's like... She's about to strangle his ass. I, I, no, she's like, I'll snap your neck if you don't give me the codes. Right. Um, he gives her the codes. Does he have a gun on him, too? No, I don't think so. No, I don't, no gun. Uh, gives him the codes, and then she shoots him up with some night-night juice, and he goes mm-hmm. to bed. Night-night juice. He's not going to remember any of this. Sergey. Uh, Sergey, it's a you. It's a me. A bog, though. Why is he turning into Mario? <laughs> Doesn't matter. Uh, of course, all this shit's too late, by the way, because uh, Hendrix and the, weir- the real Winstrom have already f- uh, taken over this telecom uh, remote location and have started the upload. Fuck. What are we going to do? And then uh, Tom Cruise is like, uh, we'll get to him. Don't worry about it. We got time. And she's like, dude, this thing's going to launch in three minutes, and it takes us at least three minutes and 30 seconds to get there. Jump in the coolest fucking BMW you've ever seen in your life while I change next to you. In a weird thing. I don't know why they needed her to do that. She gets half naked in the car. Really weird. Which is like a little unnecessary. I don't know if I noticed that. Yeah, yeah. she's just buck naked and he kind of looks at me. Oh, like, like, she's naked, just like she in like, her underwear and like, yeah, like there's a moment. I hated every yeah. moment between them. I'm like, why are you even like hinting at this? They were supposed, he makes out with her at the party as a thing and it's like, there's no chemistry. Just stop. Yeah, no. Like, it's, we didn't it's need that. rude. Um, rude. I like at the end that Please they don't sort punch of me. He says right before he makes out with yeah, her. yeah. I like that it wasn't necessarily a romantic thing, but it was. It needed to be defined a little bit more. Anyway, uh, they're going, and boom! Guess what? Too late, man. Missile's gone. We've already convinced a Russian submarine to launch a missile, which was a lot easier than you think it would should be. But we have the codes and the launch device, and we've already gone through the trouble of getting a tactical satellite and hacking into a telecom company. And instead of just having this device work. We had to go jump through a few more hoops. Tom Cruise goes, shit. They stop. And he goes, fuck it. Revs up the engine again on the cool electric BMW. And he goes, there's got to be an abort code on this thing. We need to get the launch device because the launch device is the thing that probably has the abort code. Cool. Everyone get to the thing. Right. <laughs> uh, they pull up in front of the telecommunications company. And who do they see? Hendrix and the real Winstrom. Again, why was he not the guy that went instead of Hendrix to get the, the codes? Doesn't matter. Uh they, they part ways. He goes, hey, get in there and disable everything. I'm just going to run because I'm the boss, and that's what I do. Uh, Tom Cruise and Paula Patton split up. He goes, hey, you go get that guy. I'm going to go get this guy. Radio in when, you, when you're when you ready, and I'll hit the abort code. Cool. Sounds good. Uh, great scene where Paula Patton goes in. They have a shootout, and she like rolls around and shoots her out, and something. the guy's like ripping out all the shit. I um, hate that scene so much. It gives really? me so much anxiety. Oh, yeah, because I know. All the cables. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's Plugging great. everything back in. It's just at one point we uh, cut to what, uh, what's his face, uh, Simon Pegg, and his fingers are bleeding from wire management, like what, like rewiring stuff. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. We had a really great scene here that I that I made a note of that uh, was a cool action moment where the fan kicks back up. And Brant's like, cool. And he goes, but he's not quite high enough. So he tucks. Oh, my God. And it goes down. Yeah. And he expands. Terrifying. And it floats Terrifying. Up, and he grabs And then he like, the par- like jumps off the wall as so the cool. little truck is like trying Fucking to is, cool has been smashed through. Great moment. Uh, of course, Benji and Brant meet back up with Paul Patton, who's been shot at this point. And she's like, you got to go find this motherfucker because he, he's he's running he's running out there. Uh, Benji, get in there and start fixing the wires. And Benji's like, shit, this is going to take me a long time. But I'll, I'll start working this out. Power goes out. Shit. Brant, get over there. This guy's like wrecking all sorts of havoc over there. Uh, meanwhile, Tom Cruise tracks down Hendrix to the most technologically advanced parking lot I've ever seen in my entire it's life. It's a really cool parking lot. Really, really cool. Really cool. This whole scene, I fucking loved. It's so stupid. Did not need to happen. Dude, None of it. No, but this scene was, this. that scene is it's incredible. Dual yeah. The yeah. entire thing yep. was Star Wars Episode One mixed with Star Wars Episode Two, it was the Darth Maul fight mixed with oh no, sorry, Episode Three with the uh, the Yoda uh, Sidious fight where they're just like throwing all Shit, the goddamn fucking yeah. around. Pretty I, cool. I was shocked that Hendrix is it Hendrix that's yeah. with him. Hendrix, yeah, Hendrix. 
how is it that he can fight so well? I get that he's, a, <laughs> but he's like a sixty-five-year-old man. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah. and the stamina. He's they start extremist. fucking each other yeah. up. Uh, the thing goes underneath, and then Hendrix kicks it off, like down into the car below, and just Tom Cruise is like, "Fuck it." It just jumps. Yeah. It just jumps. <laughs> At one point, just, the car starts rolling on uh, Tom Cruise's foot. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Because yeah, like his foot was underneath the, like, by the engine, twisted, and it rolled, and it twisted him further, and it was just like, oh, man. It looked painful. It did. Uh, finally, I, you know, uh, uh, Brand, we have uh, multiple planes of action happening here, which I thought was very well done. Very is a, a strong word. It's, it's done. They did it. Uh, Brand goes, of course, to turn the power back on and starts fighting with Rindstrom. Gets him in a rear naked choke. Can't get the can't get the lever. He got to get the power back on. Benji's like, I'm ready for the power to come back on. Hurry the fuck up. Um, he's taking too long. He's taking too long. Uh, Tom Cruise is trying to get the briefcase, and finally they square off. And Tom Cruise goes, "Dude, I'm taking that fucking briefcase because Hendrix has it in his hands." And Hendrix goes, "Fuck you!" And just jumps off the goddamn thing and what in the most violent thing we've seen so far so committed his, to it oh god just f- f- ragdolls off a car oh, yeah and hits the ground okay why because because he's why? so dedicated why? to his car he, he knew it was gonna take it was gonna take too long to get uh, tom cruise to the bottom he didn't know tom cruise also fucking crazy could have probably just dropped the case could have dropped the yeah. case sure, could have sure. dropped didn't the think case about that. Didn't what think about the fuck Violent. Tim, in those moments, you don't no. think about that. No, it's your life. You don't just be like, fuck it. I believe in the cause. Like, that made no sense. There's no rationalizing it. His plan it. was never to live after this. Like, uh, he was going to start. But then, he like, was going to start up. If like, you believe in your cause that much, you should, mm. like, make sure that, that you don't happens. kill yourself. Yeah. Like, that sure, was sure. so fucking dumb. It was a great scene, though. And then he lived? For a second, at yeah, least, yeah, he was we alive. got the little hint of him look like. Uh, He's like, uh, why? Somebody Just kill let me. Him die. Yeah, somebody please that kill didn't me. Didn't add anything. Uh, but before he does that, of course, Ethan's like, well, quickest way down is just to drop. Uh, but I got to do it in a safe way. Let me get in yet another BMW. Yeah, yeah, dude. And just guns the <laughs> fucking the thing. Put seatbelt on. Guns it. <laughs> smashes into the ground. The the airbag deploys. He's safe. He gets out. Opens up the thing. Great moment here where he looks and we're seeing we're seeing the missile flying above and it's about ready to strike and he goes mission. Accomplished and slams his hand down, <laughs> and nothing happens. And he's like, "Shit!" Another great moment. Uh, we're back, and Brant's in a fucking rear naked choke, and he's getting choked out, and he can't reach the thing. And then finally, boom, 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 like double tap. Who is it? Benji saves the day. That's yeah, right, ladies dude. and gentlemen. He belongs Real in the field work because he's got, off. he's got a great, he's got great aim. Uh, pops the power back on. Tom Cruise hits the as Tom Cruise hitting thing as Paula Patton's doing something else that they all three winds up yeah she's stepping through things in and boom uh, the missile the uh, some door closes on the missile it goes from red to green and it just clips the Trans America building tip uh, just the tip of it and then goes into the bay and we've saved the day yeah ladies and gentlemen right as the KGB guy comes in and puts four and four together and goes oh you're not a bad guy after all this guy's the bad guy I guess you're free to go. I'm a KGB agent. That whole interaction with dope. with Tom Cruise and him, where it, like Tom Cruise doesn't speak, just nods. Yeah, that was good. It was like it shows how like exhausted he was. Like, yeah. do you want to go to the hospital now? Yeah, yeah, they did great <laughs> with that. Uh, so then we cut, and of course, we're uh, I'm I'm still laughing about the mission accomplished thing, and so is Luther. He's like, you actually <laughs> perfect. You actually said so mission good. accomplished. And he's like, yeah. Uh, Luther, of course, is part of the San Francisco team that was uh, tasked with getting the nuke out of the bay. And so he's like, I have you two guys to thank for my, the last two days I spent underneath 
the Bay in San Francisco. I thought it was a cool little nod awesome. of like, hey, there's other teams out there working. This is cool. The whole team, of course, joins them for, I think they're the ferry building? No, no. It was in Seattle. Are they in Seattle? I, yeah, I thought weirdly. they were in San Francisco too, but it says Seattle and I went This and whole last bit oh, I thought they were in San Francisco. No, no yeah. yeah it, like you think they're in San Francisco. It looks a they, lot they, like They show like the crab like shack that looks like it's uh, Pier 39. Pier, but it's Pier 49 and at the bottom right of the screen it says Seattle. Yeah. And it's like, why? Why, why would you? Why would it why not be in San, San Francisco? Francisco? Yeah. Would, it, would it make sense? It also would have made it like I think a little bit more important for him to save the city of San Francisco if we find out that like, I mean, his wife lives there. Maybe that's why they didn't, because that would have been confusing. Like, wait, is that why he targeted it? I don't know. It doesn't it still matter. was confusing. Mm-hmm. This, this whole thing was awesome for the dynamics of the mm-hmm. team, was horrible in every other way. Because right. I thought it was weird, <laughs> confusing, didn't make any sense. And so wait, so why is Luther still part of IMF? Luther's just, a, he's an IMF. So IMF operative. still exists? Oh, yeah. No, okay. so IMF Does existed. It? It's just that every single person in it got disavowed when the president was like, we don't know what's going on. Stop, like, just stop IMF from happening right now. They, they just got, they got put on hold. They're put on hold, yeah. So they're yeah. out again now? Yeah, they're all out. Uh, Are let's they? Wait, let's wait till next movie when it doesn't exist again, and then they get brought I, back. I, no, I don't think it's, it exists anymore. Yeah, it does. Do- I mean, oh, yeah. it must because sure Luther's there. Because there's like one or two more fun heads of IMF in the next couple of movies mm. that we'll, we'll get to later. But yeah, no, they're all back. They just got hey, put on hold for a second. Oh, by the way, I forgot to mention that the titular line was in there where he's like, the president has instituted ghost, ghost protocol, protocol, which so means cool. that basically oh. all basically all the operatives out there are burned. Like, we're, we're done with you guys. But guess what? They're back. We're now. not. It's fine. Uh, of course, I forgot a very, very important side character moment where uh, Jeremy Renner confesses that he was actually tasked with protecting Ethan and his wife uh, and decided not to warn them that a Serbian hit team was coming for them. And that's what resulted in her dying or so we thought. Because guess that who gets off the That was a great scene, by great the way. Scene. Him talking to the team about it. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, after that, I never wanted to be in the field ever again. And then who do I? And they're like, well, who was that guy? He's like, uh, he's like, I never saw that guy again until two days ago when I got in, when he got into a limo with me. And you realize it's Ethan he's talking about. And you're like, oh shit, that's pretty cool. Uh, we've gotten some scuttlebutt about Ethan being put in the prison in the first place for killing a bunch of Serbians. Uh, and then we finally get the payoff of the scene where. Ethan puts the phones in front of him and he's like, who's in on this next mission? And everyone picks it up except Jeremy Renner who's like, I can't do it, man. I got to confess something to you. Like, I'm the reason why your wife's dead. And he goes, is she? And we're, by the way, we see her get off the ferry and she's over there and he's like, you only saw what you needed to see, man. I knew you were there. I pulled your file. I know who you are. And he's like, look, He's like, it was my job to protect your wife. And he goes, it wasn't your job to protect my wife. It was my job. And she's, she's like, right. And, she, and I thought this was a cool scene. It was touching because yeah. she's actually, like, we're seeing her get off. And we're like, oh, shit, she's still alive. Like, you can't fuck with Ethan. You got to get up pretty early in the evening to fuck with Ethan. You know what I'm Gosh, talking about? What? Early in the evening, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, all right. uh, so you can fuck with him. Just It has to be early. It's got to be around 11 o'clock. I don't know. Uh, yeah. uh, he goes, look, man. I knew that. I, I knew it was up, and the only way to re- really protect her was just to kind of fake her death and get her away from me. And then he goes, so, but, so you killed six Serbian dudes to do that? And he's like, hey, collateral damage, man. I got it's best way to do it is to is to really just kill some people. Yeah. So I don't know if he actually killed them or did, not. Did he, or was he? Using that as cover to get those guys out. I don't. Maybe okay. I don't know. I, 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 I assume the, he didn't really yeah. kill six guys for no reason. But maybe yeah, because it's totally not his mo. But then he goes. I got. I had to go to the prison to get information about Hendrix, which was confusing because he didn't know about Hendrix until Brant told him in the car. He didn't really know about Cobalt or any of this shit. But somehow he was in the. Pr- I don't no, know, he knew matter. about Cobalt uh, when uh, he got brought in. Okay, because, so the whole point of the prison he, he was talks, to be. He talks about the history of Cobalt. 
Okay, um, so that so we assume that Bogdan then had some information about Cobalt, and that's why he had to go to the prison, and he had to kill two birds with one stone by basically being like, I'm a hard-ass motherfucker who killed these Serbians. My wife doesn't exist. Anyway, long story short, he's like, dude, wow, that's been weighing on me for a long time. You could have told me that three days ago, and I might have been a little bit more effective on this mission without having the regret and the total just just terror of telling you this and having you not like me or maybe kill me. But cool, whatever. Water yeah. under the bridge. We're good. Phone's mine. Knocks on the table. See you later, man. We're going to see you in a future installment of this, maybe when you're done with the Marvel series. Um, that's great. And then uh, looks over and he sees Michelle Monaghan and she smiles at him and waves for a second. Yeah. And then goes inside. And uh, and that's it, right? And that's it. That's uh, the And then, the end. no, Those not the end. Call. Because then, Ethan's too cool, man. He's got to put a fucking hood on. And he gets a call and it's, it's like, hello, Mr. Mister Hunt. Uh, we we got to tell you about a new organization called The Syndicate. And The oh. Syndicate... Uh, is trying to control all of our entire drone arsenal, and we need your fucking help. And there's a puff of, and he just literally disappears in a puff of smoke. Yeah. He is a magic man. Ghost protocol, and man. that's the end of Mission Impossible: Ghost Protocol. Hell yes, Kevin. It's time for your hit show, Villain Impossible. Impossible. Where do we put? Uh, Cobalt on the list here. I don't know, man. What's our list as it stands right All now? Right, our list as it stands right now, we've got Owen slash Musgraves. Yeah. Jim Phelps. From three. Jim Phelps from one. From one. And then uh, Sean Ambrose. And Sean Ambrose from yeah. two. <laughs> I feel like Sean Ambrose, like... Was more of a character. I mean, for all his faults, we at least yeah. kind of knew him. Right, right, right. And he at least, like, we kind of got to know. Like, I feel like Cobalt at no point... But Cobalt has even, a cool name. He does have a cool name, but we never really, like... Also... We didn't even talk to him the entire time. He just I, dies. He's so generic. Yeah, I, 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 I'd I, put him at the end of my list just because he's so generic. I'm going to... I'll have to agree. Excellent. Cobalt going Excellent. in at the end of the list, ladies wow. and gentlemen. Wow. Wow. Wowie zowie. Wow. Um, and now it's time for a little thing I like to call haiku in review. What? Seven syllables in, in the middle. If you're not poetic, no don't need, need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Haiku and in review. Haiku in review. Everybody now stop. Uh, Sean Bullen from Game Attack. We don't fucking need Andy, is all I'm saying. Although we better get better because we need him for tomorrow. Writes in uh, and he says, Jeremy Renner, go away. Go shoot arrows. This is Tom's show, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I actually kind of like Jeremy. I, I, I like Jim, Jeremy. I like him in this too. Um, and then a haiku and review from the people, man. Let's see what's going on here. Uh, the nanobiologist says, Jeremy Renner could not save the Avengers, nor Ethan Hunt's wife. Damn. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Dark. Um, Matt Bauer says, oh, hey, it's Hawkeye. That building was tall as fuck. Seatbelts do save lives. It's <laughs> fair. That's good. That's good. I liked it a lot. Uh, Matt Rohrbeck says, Braddy Bird is here. These get better and better. That building is tall. It's the tallest building. Shinej says, we told Ving, Ving Rhymes bye. Instead, we got Hawkeye. Son, that shit don't fly. Damn. <laughs> Although technically, we got Simon Pegg instead of Ving Rhymes. Uh, Blackjack says, Ghost Protocol. Whoa. Trade diamonds for the launch codes. Hunt goes double rogue. Nice. And there like you go. That. That's like it. That. Those are our haikus in reviews. I don't, think he, goes, I don't think he goes double rogue until Rogue Nation. We'll fucking Damn. see. We'll have Spoilers, to Spoilers, dude. Uh, now it's time to that. rank the Mission Impossible movies. <laughs> God. As it stands right now, yeah. we got one Mission Impossible 3, two Mission Impossible 3. No, Mission no, Impossible. 3 is nothing. Wait, what? Did I Sorry. fuck up? I apologize. We're the, go for it. Yes. And then uh, three through five are currently blank. And then at number six, we have Mission Impossible mm, 2. Mm. Um, I'm really hoping that that does not change. Um, so where would we rank this movie? I'd probably put this at number three. Number three. Wow. Yeah. I, see, I 
I think that like none of these movies have fantastic stories. I think this is number four because the action is so fucking what? good. And that's what we're coming here to watch. Number four. Number I'm sorry. Four? I'm sorry. Number one. I meant number oh, one. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, that's 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 worse yeah, than yeah. my pick. Here's here's my <laughs> thing. I I think that this is easily number one, and I only say that because it has a lot of Simon Pegg, and I like their their chemistry a lot. The end part with Luther, like bringing him back in, mm-hmm. I liked everything Luther was a part of, even if I didn't like that scene. Mm-hmm. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, I thought was cool, had some cool scenes, um, and it had some really funny parts of him doing the action stuff. Um, and the action scenes were just, I think, clearly insane. the best so far. Like the, insane. All the tall building stuff was yeah. cool. The magnet thing was cool. The sandstorm was cool. Like there was a lot of cool shit sandstorm going on. So cool. The fight in the parking lot thing was cool. So it's like because of that, I gave it number one. But I will say, they're all so close that I don't care for this to be number one. Mm. Yeah, like I, I feel like this isn't a great movie. It is so many great scenes with a lot of stuff that I just don't care about, and I feel lessens it. I as this stands right now with the Tim Gettys Mission Impossible movies. When this comes out in theaters, I'm not like I can't fucking wait for the next one. Right. It's more like yeah. I'll see it. I will see it now. Sure. But I'm hoping that five and six like really fucking turn me on. Gotcha. I think because right now I'm like it's not even a semi chub. It's just kind of like it's that one flip. Like you'll still you know come, I mean? but it's gonna be on the side of your leg because it's not. <laughs> Let's just quietly move on. Cut this part out. We're <laughs> 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 live. Uh, cut this part out. I, I just feel like with Mission Impossible three. Like, I didn't care about any of like him. Like I'm leaving this world. Oh, I want to be married. I did. I liked I, it. That I, was super no, cool. I liked more of the like she died and like Jeremy Renner feels guilty about it. It's interesting that at the end it's revealed like oh no you were you were just tricked. Sucks for you. But I I think that like the action in this movie is is so high above the others. And like in the best way. Yeah. So. And, and I agree with that. And like that's what these movies are about. I don't care about the convolutes. It's cool that in Mission Impossible 3 we had Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman. Yeah. He was cool, but also if he wasn't in the movie, like it would have been fun. The writing yeah. and dialogue, see, I, I just feel it's just a disservice to this. It see, should I, be so much better. I disagree. I, li- I like three. I still put three a, a notch above this because it was there were legit moments in three where you're scared. For what's yeah. going to happen to the characters, Especially and at like no that point opening. in this do we think the characters are going to lose. At no point do we. I, I, honestly, the, one of the bigger faults of this movie is that the fucking a fucking giant bomb already goes off and kills m- multiple people at the Kremlin. So why do we care if another bomb goes off? Uh, you see, I, I think the scale is totally different what, because like, the Russian yeah. count. Is that why? Because you no, don't care no, about Russian you're lives. Talking about Russian lives matter. A couple hundred people versus a hundred sure, thousand. The problem is like that's the stakes yeah. in this just never seem like yeah. they matter. And 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 I, and I can't say that about number three because the stakes in number three are like they're going to kill the woman that he loves. We've seen it; it's fucking terrifying. Yeah. And then we get a reprieve at the end where we realize it's not her. Like I haven't. It, there are very few action movies where I actually feel genuinely like terror for the main character. And that first scene is so fucking good that it almost like. And, and then you're like, oh shit! We're, like I love how they set that up. They show you the first scene and it's at the end of the movie. And then there's just this over and overarching sense of doom. And like impending like doom that's going to happen to this character the entire time, and I love that about three. It just makes you really, really like. I I was like legitimately really invested in Ethan's story that entire time. This one, silliness and fun, and again, I'm not going to argue too much for it being better or worse than three because I think they're they are pretty close. But I just I want to give three just a little bit of a notch because Philip Seymour Hoffman does bring that level of like this guy's fucking scary. Similar to like mm-hmm. how you actually, I wouldn't have thought that Brolin could have brought 
like an actual mm. dimension to Thanos, mm. and he did, and I appreciate it because it makes the movie so much better when you actually mm. like respect the bad guy. But Thanos had good writing too. I think that's yeah. the thing. Is he I think Philip Seymour Hoffman had good writing too. He had good writing in the He had a couple good moments, like the where he like says his name afterwards. Like that's a powerful moment. You got someone in your life you care about. He has good dialogue. He didn't have like good like character building. Yeah, exactly. Thanos had good character building. And well, I mean, Thanos also had like an entire film about him and four prior to that. But but that's my that's my problem. Is like this should be that, and that's why it's like I didn't agree with you with like the beginning of three meaning shit because I was like, where's Tandy Newton? Like, who the fuck is this? And it's like, oh, it's the wife. Cool. Like that, you you yeah. told me it's a wife by telling me it's his wife. Like that's but see, sucks. I didn't. The thing, I I disagree because it didn't matter. He's they, that scene was so fucking good. You, I bought that whoever was sitting in the seat opposite to him was someone he cared for. Yeah, we didn't need, we didn't know that it was wife at the time. We had no idea. It didn't matter. It was it was he was. That was a fucking great scene. Tom, he's that's locked like eyes with Tom him. He's like, Cruise is like best scene ever. Oh, it's the best scene. I think it's his most emotional and best scene in any of these movies yeah. by far. In fact, I, I know that because we never get back <laughs> to that level of emotion ever again. Uh, and again, of course, that's one of those movies where you, you, I think you put it perfectly where you're like, this is the Fast Five of the series where they're really trying to figure out what this is going to be. And I think fast one four, of the right. Fast Four, excuse me. And I think one of the things they really figured out was they were like, we don't need that much emotion. Like we can mm-hmm. back it off a little bit. And instead of that, we'll put more action in that because that's what people really want. But I just love what Philip Seymour Hoffman brought to it. And I love that there was like actual stakes that I cared about in three. Whereas in this one, again, I live in San Francisco and I see a fucking nuke going towards San Francisco. I'm like, Hey man, pick another city. Well, it came out of nowhere. Pick like, another fucking city. First Magneto. Now this, yeah, man. like pick another fucking disrespect, city, bro. Just disrespect. I, I think that the whole third act of, uh, this movie was all like, Hey, this is our plan. Oh fuck, we fucked up. Now we have to like change the plan. I, I feel like there were stakes. Yeah, I've, and, and, that like, was, and that was cool and, by the way. And, and I like that they had a line at the end of this where he's like, "Everything went to shit, but the only thing that mm-hmm. functioned properly was this team." Yeah. And that was cool. That's what this movie was about. Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. "We don't need all the other shit as long as we have team." Like mm-hmm. teamwork makes the dream. We work. don't need the other yeah. shit, but it's a good thing we have all the other shit that we need every time we need. It. I just don't like this franchise because of that, where it's like they always have the tool they need, whether or not the tool yeah, works. Yeah, but that's like but that's like that's like criticizing Fast and Furious from always being able to get a car. It's no, like, of course, they have to get know, cars. That's but, the whole point the of the thing movie. with that is like the getting it and all that stuff, there is fun dialogue and it's fun, whereas this, it's like they spend 10 minutes talking about the cool thing that they need to do and then they do the cool thing and then it goes wrong. And it's just like, I just feel like it's vi- there's a lot of filler this is like a lot of the bad parts of anime where it's like, yeah, that does have the cool fucking fights, but there's three episodes of Goku like powering up that we don't need to see. Like we just don't. And I don't know. It's right now. I'm very disappointed with this overall. Mm-hmm. What the one thing I'm not disappointed though, fucking action scenes are so incredible. Good. And they get better. I just wish they would tighten all the other stuff in between because I feel like the movies are written for the audience, not for the characters that are, that are having moments together. And mm-hmm. it's like, that is clear when, Tom, with Tom Cruise with everything in this movie like the reveals that happen at the end of his wife's still alive and he didn't tell Jeremy Renner and all that stuff it's like that's for the audience like that's not a realistic thing for the world that they're building with these characters mm-hmm. and it just feels like at any moment anybody can double cross anybody to like fuel a moment and the moments always feel like a little empty because of that but again I put it as number one let's do, let's do the voting now Andy right. or who thinks it's well, sorry do you want to say something no I just said alright yeah uh who thinks it's better than Mission Impossible 2? Raise your hand. We all raise our hands. Who thinks it's better than uh, Mission Impossible 1? Raise your hand. Mm, you know, I, would, I, I still like Mission Impossible 1. I think a little bit more than this. Mm. Everyone mm. except for Nick raises their hand. Who thinks it's better than Mission Impossible 3? Raise your hand. Uh, me, Kevin, and Andy raise our hands. Wow. Andy raise hands. <laughs> yeah, Barrett and Nick uh, do not. So that means that the new ranking of the Mission Impossible movies thus far 
um, are number one, Mission Impossible three, uh, four. Number one, Mission Impossible Ghost, Ghost Protocol. Protocol. Yeah, don't use the threes. <laughs> number two, Mission Impossible three. Number three, Mission Impossible, and number six, Mission Impossible two. Uh, next week we have Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. Ooh. Will IMF exist and then not exist again? We'll have to wait till next week to find out. Does he have a new wife or not? Who cares? <laughs> we'll fucking see next week. Um, we have two more movies left in this franchise. And then Endgame, boys. And then Endgame. Oh boys. shit! Is it that close? It is that close. Oh. It is that close. Um, thank you very much. Uh, until next time, this video will self-destruct in five seconds. <laughs>